For some reason in this world, skinheads, short hairs, do not get along with the metalheads. There's only one kind of music in this world, and that is fast, hard. And whether you have short hair, long hair, mustache, beard, leather and jeans, suit and tie, no matter. We are all here together to fight. Tom Araya, thank you for introducing that. Yeah. That's a world-class band right there. Right. Well, uh, he insisted. I'm friends with Tom, and he insisted he do the intro for this episode because I don't know if you – I've picked up on it a long time ago, but uh, Dragon Sound was a huge influence on early Slayer. Oh, there's something, There's something. you know, when I play it in my brain, I could definitely hear a little bit of it. Yeah. Some so, of that synth work they use. So, you know, huge early influence. So Tom was like, I have to be in on this. I said, whatever you want, Tom. What, oh, my God. Because so, you know why, Griff? Because the theme of this episode is about friendship. Is it, we, if there's ever a time for this movie in this episode, it's, it's now. now. It is fucking right now it's happening on the streets and it's happening in this movie right we're this, bringing everybody together it, like philly calls itself the city of brotherly love this is the movie this should have been philly connection because this is the movie of brotherly love it's perfect uh, yeah you said it all i mean we're used to a diverse cast of villains right this is a new thing for us a diverse cast of good guys good guys yeah usually well usually uh, a good guy's always just a lone wolf anyway. He's never yeah. even a part of anything. Or he has a black partner who yeah. uh, obviously should be running the movie, but instead is like, you know, second right. seater. Yeah. Fuck, Steve James. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this movie, is, is, it's necessary right now. If the, our president's going to bring the country together, we're going to bring the country together yeah. with this episode. We should get Grandmaster YK Kim to... Y2K Kim. Y2K Kim. <laughs> we should have him help out the White House's message. Yes, because he can do anything. If he can make this movie, yeah, he can he, do anything. I, I, I have to imagine the script came to him. It looked like shit, so he's like, we're going to fix this. It was probably all white people, and he said, no, we're going to fix that right away. Well, kind of the opposite, Griff. <laughs> I have all the facts on this. I, I Because there's about 40 minutes of real plot in this 83-minute yeah. movie. Thank you, first of all, for making 83 minutes, because I wouldn't have watched the movie. I was so tired yesterday. If I had to do a, a two-hour movie, I'd go, Griff, we're not doing an episode today, because oh, wow. I was so fucking tired. But thank you, Grandmaster YK Kim, for doing an 83-minute movie It's it's with 40 minutes of padding. 40 minutes of padding. But that 40 minutes of non-padding, it, it hits you in the feels. I'm telling you, man, Griff, if you don't like this movie and you don't feel for these people, you don't have a soul. I agree with that. You certainly do not have a soul. This is going – this is straight up like uh, – not respecting the stampede match of uh, AEW right. with Jericho. Exactly. You do not have a soul if you don't. Actually, this movie is a lot better than that match. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so 
This is the brainchild of YK Kim, Grandmaster YK Kim, who, according to legend and himself, had 10,000 students at one time. He owned the city of Orlando. Even though this movie's called Miami Connection, 98% of it takes place in Orlando. That's an interesting part. They do kind of mention it, though, because at one point— yes, the bad guy's home base is Miami. Yeah, and Jeff says, I got to go over to Miami. I got to go down to Miami first thing in the morning or whatever. Right. That's— so- um. That's interesting, though. We got writer, director, actor. Yes. Well, he came up with the story. Here's an interesting thing. Jack, who's one of the members of Dragon Sound, who was a student of Grandmaster, he was told, like, first of all, everyone in this movie, except for the main villain, is a student of Grandmaster Kim. Everyone. (laughs) This is some Frank Duck shit right here, by the way. Well, according to him, he had 10,000 students, and his studio was open 24-7. 24-7. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a chain. Maybe he had a chain of, like, dojos. That's possible. But he was, like, the king of Orlando at this time. Everyone loved Grandmaster Kim. And so he felt like the time's right to, like, unite the world under Taekwondo. Okay. Because we learn a lot about Taekwondo in this movie. Yeah. Well, we really don't, but he alludes to it. It's, like, it's kind of like a, a Neil Brain thing where we were told about corruption. We never learn what it is. <laughs> we do our own research. <laughs> oh, God. Don't say that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, by the way, so shame so on you. I'm glad everyone – You know, we, we put out the challenge. If we get 100 downloads in the first week of you – know, we're doing this on Saturday, by the way. We usually would always tape on Wednesday and release on Wednesday, but since the COVID, we've been doing it on Saturday. So we're still a few days away from a week. But we said if we get 100 downloads, we're doing Neil Brain. And fuck you, motherfuckers, if we have to. And shame yeah. on you for not listening to Hollywood Cop instead. Yeah. Which is a much better movie. Much Well, both episodes are great. But much better movie. So, I'm really disappointed people aren't. I mean, I understand tension with the cop. Like, anything with the word cop, like, scares people right now. But yeah. Hollywood Cop tells you how to really police. They must have thought we were really good to hammer people about, you know, our political opinions. Right. <laughs> we're not No, we that. have them because nobody cares. Well, we have them, but nobody cares, so we just shut up about it. Yeah. We'll give Trump a dig every once in a while, but as far as it goes. But, okay, so... Uh, Jack, the character in the movie, I forget what his real name was, but uh, he was a student of uh, Master Kim, and he, he thought, and he was like, okay, yeah, I'll be in the movie, do like, some kicking, whatever, yada, yada, action scenes, because there's plenty of action scenes in this movie. Oh, yeah. And they're like, well, could you also, like, I don't know what, I've, you know, I'm not a movie guy, so I don't know what this, the, the role of what it's called, title, but it's like, you know, make put the schedule, like shooting schedule. Can you do all that? And he's like, oh, I guess. Like, this guy is probably like 18 years old or something at the time. Yeah. He's like, I guess I can. And then <laughs> they come back to him. Can you write the screenplay for this? <laughs> so Richard Park, who directed it, most of it. Uh, Master Kim did direct some of the movie. And, uh, and Master Kim came up with the story. And then they were like, here, you write it. So he's like, I went out and bought like 10 how to write a screenplay books. And this is what you get. So that that's where you get that forty minutes derived from. It's it's like an orange, and there's so much pulp in here. And the pulp, right. of course, is motorcycle montages, some bar scenes, and uh, just some music, fighting. Though. A lot of great and music. great music. But that's that's in the first half. The music kind of right. goes away once things get real, right. which kind of goes between. Re- it's so weird. It's such a. It, it's it, it's it, a great it, movie. Yeah, it's it's like a lovable coming of age story, and then it gets really dark at the end. Yeah, almost like Young Warriors, but not quite as dark. Yes, Young Warriors great... gets way darker. Yeah, no, yeah, that yeah, way darker. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> oh, I missed that movie. Let's just do that one again. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can you say somebody actually did that recently? You saw someone on other podcast. I saw, yeah, I saw someone else was doing that, yeah, and I was, I, I just wrote, I was like, have a good time with that one. Yeah. I fucking love that. The dog and the hat and the partying. Oh god, this, this is the only thing this movie was missing with a dog with a hat and non consensual sex. Everything is very consensual in this movie. Is there sex in this movie? Well, there's, oh, there's a lot of biker titties. There's a lot of biker titties, but that was, was again that was but, consensual. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, they're all drunk. I don't know. Does that count now? Maybe in the eighties that was consensual. Oh, I think some places are trying to say that doesn't count anymore. Okay. So, well, but it, this was and, the eighties, eighty six. So, it yeah. But they also have the footage of them smiling while that's well, happening. Yeah. So, Master Kim, he made the movie, and everyone was like, "This is a piece of shit. We're not releasing this movie." So he took it to Cannes Film Festival. Because he was like, maybe this America doesn't understand. Maybe Europe will understand. And they're like, no, this movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> but <laughs> if you rewrite it, reshoot it, and re-edit it, you might have something there. <laughs> wow. Do every so, oh so my you God. make a movie. movie yeah. You may have something there. And Master Kim did. He did the, he went back and like reshot some scenes and he he, he perfected it. He did it. Okay, let's say you strip you strip everything out of it. What is the one thing they were like? Okay, there's something there. What was the one plot line? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say friendship. Probably ninjas. Just the friendship. Ninjas were so hot back. Ninjas that and time. friendship, yes. and the and like the biracial friendship thing. Right. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I was going to say, is it like the the Romeo Juliet thing where the drug dealer's sister and Jeff and or John? Know. I don't, I don't there's know. also 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 nine different J names in this movie. Yeah. So we're gonna. Prepare to be confused as we are, because everybody except Mark, Master Kim's character, yeah. is a J name. And we're we're, we're going to go ahead and just completely recast one of them as Oates, because he looks like, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. John Oates. Oates. John, John Oates. Oates. God damn it. And that's the, that's the fucked up thing is his character's name is Tom. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Tom, imagine John Oates, but I don't, I don't know if it's even possible to sexier. Oh this, my is, God. this is fucking Oates. We're going to call him Oates in the movie. I think it's because he has more confidence. Definitely. Uh, also, the well, little white on the guitar. The, there's that. He writes. Mu- he writes in sheet music. That right, was wonderful. Yeah. Um, Even the Beatles can't do that. Yeah, exactly. And the the, the white cutoff jean beach scene. Madame, can I have a kiss? Wow. Well, he make he makes a mention that he, a lot of his was, you're gonna be shocked to hear this. A lot of his lines were ad lib. But what would happen is. Fucking Jack, the writer of the movie, yeah. would cock block him and steal his lines and reshoots. And he's like, "What are you doing? That was my line." So he'd have to always be on his toes, like to come up with the perfect fucking line. Really? Yes. So I want to pop it in later, obviously. But that scene when they're cruising the beach and they're just like calling out to the women. Uh, I got the audio for that. We got to We got to pipe that. It's so all they weird. needed was the Mr. Microphone. Hey, good looking. I'll be back in a while. Oh, you know that's a. For your time, Joe. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you're like a hundred, like I am, you'll get that joke. So, uh, fuck, we got a lot to get into. We, we've let's rambled just, for yes, so long. Let's get into this movie: a movie about music, a movie about martial arts, but most importantly, a movie about friendship. We're talking about the Miami Connection. Mm. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. We have a new house band with a new dimension in rock and roll. We have the one, the only Dragon Sound.
this band is the only family I have. They're all black belts in Taekwondo and they're pretty bad. I don't want you to mess it up by going out with a second-rate musician like that John character. They came in here to play goddamn songs for kids! Welcome back. I'm sure that trailer was po- just chock full of great jams. And positivity. W- positivity. Maybe a couple one-liners. Probably a jam. Jam. Oh, they should have used that for Star Trek. Yeah, well, Whenever. This, this came like about uh-huh. 20 years after Star Trek. So yeah. well, they could have put it in the J.J. Abrams movie. Oh, he, hasn't he done enough to harm the Star Trek legacy? Hasn't he done enough, period? Can we retire J.J. Abrams? Well, he did kill two franchises, Star yeah. Trek and Star Wars. Uh, all of his movies are meh, so. Yeah. It's a lot. It's I would describe J.J. Abrams. Does it anything to do with the movie? But uh, a lot of great buildup and then no payoff. Exactly. He gets bored of his own shit. You're and yet you got people right out there. here clamoring for him like he's right. some god of filmmaking. But you can see, what was it, Lost? Petered out. Started great, and then, yeah, just... Fringe, died. another show where people are like, watch the first two seasons. I'm not into that. That was good. No, Fringe got better, but that was because he wasn't involved with it. He kind of, he just, like, put his, he, like, developed it, and then he went away. Okay. But that show actually started out weak and got better, in my Interesting. opinion. Interesting. I heard the reverse. I heard, like, it was the normal J.J. formula. No, the first season, I was almost about to give up. I didn't really care for it. And then they got, I, to my opinion, it got really good as it went on. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's just does, that, that, that's a different thing. We got to get to our cold opening here, and you know what? It's gonna be dark. We're you in Miami. You're in Miami. We can't tell if this is a dock. It, you can tell it's in at least an abandoned factory. Yes, I think they're trying to at least make it look like a dock. Yeah, because... I'm pretty sure we have a fight scene on this same uh, set later. Yes, I'm, I think you're right. Yeah, because I, I swear that radio tower was there. Yeah. So. What do we got happening? We got a drug deal happening. Of course it's a drug deal. You got guys with Panama hats on, so you know they're Colombians. Oh, yeah. White uh, white jacket, suit jackets and everything. Right. Oh, man. No good. No good's happening here. But we have some ninjas lurking, and we know and this. They're scurrying around yeah. in the background while this deal's going over. Oh, and yeah. As you pointed out, this guy's like, this is some good coke. This is, there's not enough adjectives to describe it. I want to know why it's good coke. Like, is the high like is the high sharp, and then it keeps go. What makes it good coke? I don't know. I'm but, not. Gonna, I'm not going to dive into coke. This to one guy. This he, if you if you if you want to find out, you rub your gums. You do a gummy, as our our boy Sean told. It's us. always the knife stab. Then you pull some out on the knife, and then, yeah. He had a lot, too. He's like, his fingers oh my God. Usually, it's just a little. He was just like, well, give me that shit. He's, I mean, he's taking he a lick every day. stick he put in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gross-ass chalk piece, <laughs> yeah. which is fascinating. I still eat them. I'm like, oh. I that's... know. They still make those. I didn't know they still they do. Those. They do. Oh, yeah. they, I, they you're use... exactly right. It's like a fucking piece of chalk that you just put cool into Kool-Aid. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It was just Kool Aid powder, <laughs> yeah. but I love it because it was. Uh, we used to have the three packets, and then yes, the, I and, and then I think there was two sticks that came with it. Yes, there was. Now You're it's exactly just right. the one and the one. Oh my god, what bullshit! 
what is wrong? With, this is why America's failing. You know, yeah, you're this right. is why we're rioting on the street. Uh, excuse me, protesting. Uh, yeah, well, that's how I was looting. I looted. <laughs> you went and looted store all... and just took all the lickum sticks. Lickum sticks. <laughs> okay. So, guys, like this is some good shit. My, my fucking gums are a tingle. <laughs> and just as they're about to seal the deal, because he got the money. Fucking ninja attack. We get a shuriken that just goes right into somebody's neck. Murray, Murray, we're always pointing out that when somebody gets a knife in their gut or they get punched or something, they go, ah. Yeah, right. Very silently. This guy gets a shuriken in his neck, and he's just like, he just fucking hollers out. Good, that's what I would do if I got a fucking ninja. Well, yeah, that's throat. what anybody would do. But every movie, YK Kim, excuse me, Grandmaster Kim was like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Scream, motherfucker, scream. So this guy screams, and now everybody's alerted. Right. So the Uzis start going off. Everybody has it. It's the 80s. It's, 80s. Uzis. it's the 80s. Ninjas are shooting bow and arrows. There's pipe versus sword fight. Yeah, this is a whole throwback to Native Americans versus, you know, the first settlers here. Uh, you got bows and arrows against muskets or Uzis. You know, it's a little updated. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, I don't know, Indian War reenactment. I don't Indi- know. In, yeah, Indian War reenactment with <laughs> with Uzis. With ninjas and, Nin- and <laughs> Colombian drug dealers. Uh, but so they get the fucking coke. They just grab it in a, it's in a Kinjitashi case. Of course, and they take it to their master. Oh no, that was in like some noodle boxes. That was in like uh like Yo, instant right. ramen boxes. Yeah, the money, but they got the money too. But the money was in the Kinjitashi. Yeah, case. the money came later though because they immediately go back to the boss's house and he's got that nice you know J- Japan arrangement yeah, going I, on. I, I looked like uh, Dolph Lundgren probably designed it. Exactly. You know, Dolph, I, there's definitely that hot tub in the backyard uh, with the right. outhouse that he was taking a shit in. I don't know where I'm going. Uh, but you got. This is our big boss here, Yoshido. Yoshido. And he looks great. I love well, He looked. You're not going to get this reference out. He looked like Yamana from uh, Barney Miller. He, we want to point out everybody is about at least 10 to 15 years older than they should be playing in this movie. Like, yeah. we have like senior citizens playing college students in this movie. That's normal for the 80s, though. And uh, so, yeah, he looks like Jack Sue from uh, Barney Miller. You know, that really fucked me up when I was in like high school because I was already really short. For high school, and then to know, like, when I watched um, Saved by the Bell and all those shows where it's like high schoolers and they're like 25 and they, they're they like filling out their bodies and chiseled and everything, and I'm like <laughs> twerp. I was like, This is fucking with me, Yoshido. So he says, Was a twerp anyway? Yeah. So we got all the ninjas lined up, and Yoshido is hammering them. He's got the two bags of coke there, and he's got some instant ramen. And he's like, This is good shit, we're gonna cook it up later. But he's like, Where, who has my money? Which one of you brought the money? Oh, and so was that? I didn't understand. I thought they were interrupting a drug. Were they doing a, a, a double t- a, a twist, a turn, a, a swerve on the drug dealers? And they were going to uh, always take, were they, was it, it was their money or they wanted the money? So was it the ninjas making the deal I didn't, with I the didn't Colombians? Know. I, thought I don't that, even know who the Colombians were making the I deal with. I thought they were just with some Native Americans. And I thought the ninjas were like... Uh, I thought the ninjas were there to steal everything. Yes, that's what I thought. That's what you okay. were saying. Yeah. And that's what they they ultimately achieve that goal. Well, when you said when you said Yoshida said where's my money? I thought I thought you said yeah, that Yoshida Because his the ninja money. comes in later with okay. the money and Yoshida looks like we know Yoshida just like our bad guy from uh, L- little showdown in Tokyo. He doesn't accept to- or it doesn't also named Yoshida. 
Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Except with a D instead of a T. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he does not accept any kind of failure. So I was waiting for him to start chopping heads off. But one of the goons comes in. He w- he apparently sprained his ankle on the way back. And he's like, I got the money. It's okay. Yeah. I now, love the Yoshida scarf he always wore. He, Oh, my. Seriously. I love all the details. Again, with the details. Oh, all, every. People take take heed. Anyone who, like, casts movies now. This movie is as. They're all just regular people, students, and they all, every fucking single person has an individual look, and you remember them. Exactly. I love all the villains in this. Because the villains nowadays, they all look the same. They all just blend in the fucking background. I love when I go through my pictures from various Instagram posts, and I find that one of, I can't remember which Pray for Death was it, with the cowboy. Yeah. The park fight. I just love that game. That was Benjamin Ninja. Revenge of the Ninja. Okay. Yeah. I just love that game. But anyways, we got Yoshida. He was right about to just kill everybody for not getting the money and only giving him the drugs. He wants both. Uh, but, yeah, he gets the money, and he's like, shit, I was about to kill all you. Instead, we're going to hop on the bikes, cut the montage music, and head over to uh, what was the what was Park the club? Avenue, the Park hottest Avenue. club in Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. So we get that nice montage. We're riding we bikes. Get- Yoshida's yeah. got his nice Kerchief flying in the wind, right? Looking and, like Aerosmith. And the uh, so the owner of Park Avenue, the hottest club in Orlando, is like, "Ladies and gentlemen, we got we got amazing news for you. That old band we had, they're gone. They're gone. We're done with the CCR covers. You know, it's oh, the eighties. No, no it, the, the band was, it was actually the band was called Big Balls, a tribute to ACDC. What? Yeah, that was the band. Shit. Okay. And because uh, we didn't notice the lead singer had that little cap. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Big balls. My favorite ACDC cover I band. I got big balls. And they're old news. Yeah. We're like, Bon Scott's dead. Get over it. The new sound, your new Orlando sound is fucking dragon sound. Oh, yeah. And just kicks into that first jam. Song about friends. Friends man. forever. I, I don't Not know. to be confused with the Zack Attack from Saved by the Bell's yeah. Friends Forever, which was heavily influenced by this song. I would pipe it in, but I'm pretty sure the trailer had this throughout it. <laughs> yes. Well, so, we, we started our episode with it, so you know what it oh, is. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So, yeah, we're all friends here. And what we're seeing that, we like said, we're seeing that cut in with the nice we've i've never seen biker ninjas. This is a nice new idea. I like idea. it. I really like it. And they're driving up to Orlando. Yeah. And so they're arriving to the club. Yoshida's walking in. Of course, Yoshida's like knows everybody. You know, everyone's right. coming out, high fiving, drinks, paying their respects. Yeah, uh, asking where the coke's at. You know, that kind of thing. But then we get Jeff who walks in as well because right. I think they meet up there. Yeah, I think they're do. constantly they, meeting up. They meet places. up. Yeah, they meet outside the club because they're. I don't know. Maybe I think what was happening was Yoshida's trying to expand his business into the hot Orlando scene. Yes. You know, Walt Disney, they love their Coke. Oh, yeah. So Disney World's all about Coke. So they're like, you, you know, know they got executives there on all the executives. Need so his brother, in quotation marks, yeah. Jeff, who looks like George Eastman from New Barbarians. One of our favorite villains. I was waiting for him to rape a man yep. ritualistically, but he didn't have to, but he had a nice dangly that like nice. it was like a tiger fang earring. Yeah, yeah. It had to be some kind of shark's tooth or something yeah. because they're they're by the beach. They're in right. Orlando, you know? Tiger shark. Tiger shark. And he's like, you know, he's getting everything ready for Yoshida. He's excited. They go in. 
And Yoshida, he's a pussy hound, so he immediately sees a hot piece of ass on that stage, just, and just dancing around. She's yes. part of the band, but she's just dancing here, right? Well, she's—I thought she was singing it. Too. Was Not she? this one. Okay, was that was that uh, Tom Oates? That was Oates. Oates, Oates was, was singing. Oates wow, was how can he do? He can sing and play guitar at the same time and write music. And apparent and a uh, little note: Tom Oates. Was the only person who had any musical ability. That's the whole reason he got the job. Was yeah. Because and the reason Jim, who is the heart and soul of this movie, we're gonna you're gonna hear <laughs> from Jim through the whole episode because I think every single line of his is magical. It's a magical day when Jim talks. Oh yeah. Jim got the role because he was a black guy and uh, he was only you need a black guy and he was a black student of. I'm sorry to say <laughs> that, but it was a it was a diversity hire. I like that they. Okay. Jim even admitted it himself. He's like, that's why I'm in the movie. I like that he was a diversity hire, and yet they gave him the most challenge, like the greatest challenge. Yeah, he had the, he had the greatest story arc. He was the only one who had a story he arc. He had the story this. arc. That was the emotion that was carrying this movie <laughs> right. was Jim. I know nothing about the other guys at all. Yeah, it's so interesting. I didn't really put that together. Guys, yeah. this Jim, is- he's playing the keyboards. Yeah. Surprised he didn't make him play bass because it's like I know I, black yeah, or like yeah. saxophone or something. I, th- I believe John was playing the bass. John was playing bass, which makes sense because it's such a big long instrument and he's such a big long guy. You know, Jack is playing drums. Jack's playing drums, and I think uh, Mark he's playing guitar. He's karate. He's doing tippy tap kicks. He's just doing. He's a jack of all trades. Yeah, he's a mark of all trades. Yeah. So there's rocking out, and then she she's like, I like the cut of her jib, and Jeff's like, Oh, that's my sister. Yeah. Jane, yeah, another J name, another J name, and he's like, "Hey, that's cool." And he's like, "God, I'm just, I don't want her to be around these people. I'm yeah. so upset. She needs to get off that stage." So the night just winds down. We cut to uh, Central Florida University, and uh, oh, good old CFU, good old uh, CFU, and we're. We're chiming in. We have no idea what's going on. We got a teacher up there just saying, hey, guys, we did it. We did the computers better than everybody. Fourth place. It's some kind of touring. And it was that was a real competition that the, they really got fourth place in. What that was, was a real it? teacher and student. Of what? Yes. What was the competition? It was I don't know I don't remember they said it in the movie I don't remember what it was but it was I, some kind of all country you know I did not catch what the competition was and they were and like Jack even points out because I listened I I researched the fuck out of this movie so I listened to the commentary and Jack was on it Jack and Master Kim and Jack's like yeah man back then doing making a circle with basic was like fucking a major accomplishment back I, then. I'd imagine <laughs> yeah know? it would be he's like so yeah so. We got Jane. She's working with right next to Neil Breen, working on their degrees in computer science. Yeah, he's he's passing. He still has that super thin Seinfeld hair. He's <laughs> yeah. oversized shirts with a nipple hanging out because he was really edgy in those days. Yeah, oh, he was totally goth. But then. I love it because you know everyone's got the mechanical keyboards now yeah. that are really loud. That's what they have back then, even though they're all soft caps in those days. So it's just like it's, it's, that's called breening. That's how you type. Like, yeah. You slap slap your hands. Actually, all you hear is Neil Breen typing. Everyone else is quiet. Neil is the guy. Well, you see a guy in the background just abusing the hell out of some laptops. There were no laptops back then, but (laughs) good call. Pouring coffee on it. (laughs) Uh, So then you get uh, John who walks up and he's always wearing like an oversized suit jacket. Yeah, he's got the Miami Vice look going hard. And the Orlando Vice. There's a lot of great faces happening here because he pops into Jane's class. And he's doing all these faces, and she's, like, nodding back at him yeah, and shit. He's adorable. 
uh, and then we just get them walking down, you know, outside. And we get a of little class. backstory about Jeff and Jane's relationship. Okay, here's a little bit more story we get. We get a little right. story on Jane. We get more story about Jane and we Jeff. Learn than we learn that do. Jane is an ungrateful bitch because Jeff's paying for. I mean, dude. You don't get into CFU like that, right? Yeah. I mean, usually there's a fucking line out the door. Dragon Sound only got in because of Dragon Sound. Right. Well, they were they got because uh, affirmative action. That's why they got to the other. <laughs> but Jane, she's white, so she's got she's got a lot of struggles. It's yeah. hard being white. Well, she's also an orphan. You think that would help her get in? Well, that's what we learned. We learned that she actually she's like, yeah, that's my brother Jeff. He pays for my cards. I don't really like him. He's a piece of dick. Yeah, it's kind of. Now have some, have some gratitude. He's paying your way for CFU. Yeah, this nice dorm I live in. You know all the nice stuff. The car I have. John or Jeff plays for it all with drug money. Yeah, and John's like playing it cool. He's like, "Well, I'd love to meet your brother." Well, yeah, because that was the thing. He was like, "Tell me about yourself. I know nothing about you." Yeah, I've been banging you for like five months now, and I know nothing about. And you. And then she's like, "Well, you know." Jeff kind of took our parents' divorce hard, so he's a little angsty. My dad left us for some hot piece of ass, and then my mom died. Oh. And then my dad died shortly after that. Oh, shit. And so they got some pain in their life. Now you understand Jeff a little more. Now you know why he wears that dangly ear. Yeah. So John, you know, he's been talking about how he wants to meet her brother, and he's going to bro up with him. It's going to be cool. Don't worry about it, babe. It's going to be awesome. Right. You know, we're going to get along like 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 brothers. And now she, Jeff rolls up. Is he? I guess he was there to pick up Jane. Yeah, he brings, he's a very jealous brother. He does not like her being with any guys. Yeah, and he pulls out. I love this. Everybody's got like a convertible in this movie. Every and Jeff, whenever he goes anywhere, he has an entourage with him of like fifteen people. Right. And so he pulls up, and Jeff jumps out. He's wearing fresh white Reeboks, mm-hmm. like hot, like high tops or ankles or whatever. Yeah. They're- and then he's got army fatigues on, yeah. like Mr. T, though, where it's just like a vest with with it spread open, and yeah. I think he had some nice chains on. Chest hair going. Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey, you dragon sound fuck, stay away from my sister. And John's trying to play it cool. He doesn't want any you know, trouble. Right. And then fucking... Uh, does Jeff just like lay out John? Yeah, Jeff just jumps in there... Tate, you know, gives uh, John a nice fresh one across the chin. John goes flying. Like, Jeff clearly packs a punch because John, John is trained to take a punch, and he, he goes flying here. So Jane helps him back up. She's telling uh, Jeff, what the fuck are you doing? This is my man. He puts a stick in me every night. you got to accept that. And, uh, you know, every everybody's hot. you got the gangs, like, forming a half circle around yeah. them, you know, just kind of a crescent shape because, you know, Mark, his his John senses go off, and so they were all the way. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, you know it's, it's lunch break, so the bell rings, and our guys come out. Uh, uh, my grandmaster Kim, 40, 50 years old. <laughs> He's at least fifty, and his gang come out, and they're like they're like the fucking five musketeers. So they're like, hey, when guy one guy's all for one, one for all. Yeah. So they see their man John go down, and they ain't taking that shit. Yeah, I, I, here's the other thing I noticed about when they have maybe three shots at school. It's just like Jacques. They go to school, and then they walk right back out. You never see them in class. <laughs> no, you never no. see them. There's one scene where they say they're doing homework. And like Jacques, the only time you see him in class is at a computer class. That's a good point. Wow. wow. So, um, yeah, Mar- they're always together. 
Yes, they're brothers. Like, they're a band of brothers. But they, that, I think that also means they have the same classes. Yes. And they always have, are always shirtless, too. There's always at least but, one person without well, a shirt I'll cut them some slack. It's Florida. It's hot. But yeah, still, that's a good point. put a shirt on sometimes. And humid. And yes. humid. Well, yeah. Oats hair. How hard it is to keep that purple poodle do up oh with that humidity. God. It's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, Mark... Mark, his uh, little John echolocation goes off, and he's like, Mark's in, or John's in trouble, and he, they take off. So they don't start a fight. They're just like, hey, I, I forget what Mark says. It's very – I don't know what Mark says <laughs> because I want to <laughs> point out, look, I inter- it's his second language. He's Korean. I'm American. Well, he's Korean. Yeah. So he came to America. He's an immigrant. So I understand, you know, but I seriously had no idea what he was saying. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to catch what he's he saying. He had a very thick though. accent. Very thick. And they they at least do the thing. Uh, they don't do the thing they do in modern movies where they turn the uh, voice track way 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 down. Like the voice, the voices yeah. come through. You just it's just can't incoherent. That's it's all. Just, <laughs> we need subtitles for but it. But you get it through the body language. He's a martial artist. So he knows how to tell a story through his body. And you get it that he's like, "Hey, stay away from my friend. Back off." So as if we weren't just cocktease about a little fight, we're just gonna go randomly back to Park Avenue. Yeah. And we're going to see the club owner hanging out. We don't know the club owner. We just know he owns All the club. All I know is he's also a student of Master uh, <laughs> uh, and Kim. <laughs> and we see the manager for Big Balls. And he's like, hey, our balls aren't done bouncing. The old house band. The old house band. And he's like, where the fuck do you get off? We've been, we've been fucking bringing money in left and right. Every fucking ACDC fan in the fucking Tri-County area comes here and like you're old news all right yeah. dragon sound is the sound of the future you're gonna have to deal with it dragon farts you mean fuck those guys and then he said hey i won't have you down down in dragon sound so our fucking club owner also knows martial arts he starts kicking everyone's ass it's four verse one <laughs> and these guys like are ready to fight and this guy's like 50 himself the club owner well, well everyone's 50 in this movie <laughs> everyone's 50 and it was oh. funny because uh, I learned that the guy who's the manager of Big Balls, in real life, he was actually a federal prosecutor. And you oh, can believe this, Griff. He was also a student of Grandmaster Kim. And uh, so, yeah, he just he just destroys these guys. And it's like, get out of my club. Yeah. They're like, we're going to come back, and we're going we're gonna to be heavily armed next time because 2A, you know, 2A, stay on our ground, dragon ground. So... All right, we got a little bit of action. Let's get back into this plot. We got Jeff going down. Jeff in a down. nice baggy, ill-fitting suit. Yep, he's going down. But still down. got the dangler on. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's also always wearing these weird, like, trucker hats, too. He's got yeah. a lot of different trucker hats he wears. And Yoshida got that fucking beautiful fucking ascot on. Yeah, we're going down to Miami to Yoshida's place. They got to have a little coke talk. And we get And we get a nice fucking American Ninja scene where we see ninjas training in the backyard of Yoshida's dojo. Yeah. And it's just, we're just setting it up, you know, like Jeff's like, everything's in order or we're going to own Orlando. Yeah. And he's like, I like the sound of that. But Here, he said for first. We, we got this one problem, you know, that big balls <laughs> band, they were great and we could work our drugs around with them. Right. But these, because everybody knows ACDC fans love their co. Yes. But these Dragon Sound kids, they're into pogoing it. They're, they're into <laughs> slamming. They're not into coke. They hate drugs. They're yeah. about positivity. Oh, we yeah. got to get rid of these motherfuckers. Like, we were camped up in the bathroom, and we tried to go in there. They're breaking mirrors and shit, but that, <laughs> we were like, these kids are going to love Coke. They didn't want anything to do with it. Nope. Not They wouldn't even take a sample. They wouldn't even they go. They wouldn't even take Coca-Cola. Yeah. They're like, give us Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
how fucked up this idiot is. Are you? Are you? Uh, were you um, interested to know that there was Coke and Pepsi advertisements well, in this? I'm glad to hear this. There's diversity in all this whole movie. Yeah. Can we learn something from this movie, people? Diversity is good. There's also a lot of Coors and Heineken. It's very. They're just mixing everything up in this. I and love it, it. And it works. And so yeah, so Yoshida's like, look, get rid of that fucking band. Yeah, if we get rid of the band, then we control the area, as in Orlando. And I mean, they got Miami unlocked. So once you get Orlando and you get those Disney kids, Kissimmee, Florida, we're coming for you. <laughs> so that's the next thing. Yeah. You have Orlando, then you have Kissimmee, and then you have the world. Kissimmee, kiss, Kissimmee, kiss, Kissimmee. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, Yosemite's after Kissimmee. <laughs> and so, um, Dragonstown, they're they're at Uncle Song's place, chowing down on some. Food like substance. I was gonna call him Uncle Slices until I finally saw his name was Song. Uncle I like Song. that his name is Song. Uncle though. Song, played by director of this movie, Richard Park, Ooh. who uh, apparently is all, he was not a student. <laughs> really? No, he was a. He, I think he actually did direct some other martial arts movies in his career. Okay, because he shows off his skills. In, right. In this later, as well. Well, everyone, everyone does. Everyone is a martial artist in this movie. Right. So they're just like, then you can tell they got a relationship. They love. He's like the fucking like the mom and pop shop. On yeah. The no, this is just like Happy Days with uh, Archie's. I believe is Arnold. Arnold. Arnold was Pat Morita. Then there was Al, who was the Italian guy. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, they would they they'd always go to Arnold's. They always go to Uncle Song's for a slice of pizza. Why would you? Why would you go to a sh- a gig after eating was those it a slice of pizza? Slices? I thought it was just like some Chinese. Food. I don't know what the fuck they were eating. It was supposed to be a pizza place. No, were they I remember Chinese no, food because I remember seeing Uncle Song flipping burgers. What the? Maybe fuck? this makes everything you want. I don't know. Yeah, they go to a Pizza Hut later on. Maybe you're getting confused. I might be getting confused, yeah. but I sw- I thought Song was ser- serving up slices. He might have been. Either I, way. they look like I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. But then they're get, they're getting their carbs for their show because you work you work off a lot of you know sweat. I like that we that. both recognized that that was a Pizza Hut that they went to because you don't see Pizza Hut anywhere. But the windows, they, the shape of the restaurant, they point that out in the director's commentary. Okay, that it's a Pizza Hut. Yeah, it's and obvious. They said it was on the campus of FSU, so if it's still there, go have a slice of pizza on Miami Connections. Oh, cool. So yeah, they're getting their carbs because they get they, they just work out because they're they're not only just playing, they're putting on martial arts exhibitions at the same time. <laughs> so this is where we get uh, Jane. Actually singing her song, uh, well, it's not her song, but she's you know the lead singer of it, and that allows some of the other members to be doing karate right. and shit. So, and the song "Against the Ninja," which was the original title of this Against movie, the ninja. and then it became Miami Escape from Miami, and then it became Miami Connection. But the original t- title was "Escape Against the Ninja," and that's what she's singing. But they have a nice refrain where they go. What do they say, Griff? What do they say? Against the ninja. No. Tai Kwan. Tai Kwan. Tai Kwan, Tai Kwan, Do. I don't remember how they work Do in there. They say it at the very end. Okay. Tai Kwan, Tai Kwan, Tai Kwan, Do. Oh, it's a J. Okay, okay. Because that is the discipline that Master Kim is a master of. Of and course. And we learn a lot that it, it brings people together. And as you mentioned it, there's always at least one guy with his shirt off. So yes. I think Mark. I think and, everybody's got their shirt off. Yeah, because they're wearing like their karate pants, yes. but they're not wearing the top. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be sweaty up there. Yeah. 
and they're just having a good time. Everyone's having a good time. Uh, yeah, all, everybody again slamming, pogoing. Everyone's yeah. just getting along but safely. Yeah, safely. Oh my god, very sober, very sober. So after the show, they all pile into their convertible, go back to the Dragon Sound um, compound. This is a constant shot in this movie, by the way. Dragon Sound jumping into their convertible. Yeah, they must be friends of uh, fans of Dukes of Hazard because they never open the door, so they yeah. just jump in. There, there's. Five to nine different scenes of them jumping into the convertible, and there's four to eight different scenes of them jumping into the convertible and then being followed by yes. you know somebody else. You and think so they'd start looking? They're being followed them. by Jeff's goons. And what well, this was not Jeff's goons yet, actually. It wasn't. No, it was Big wrong. Ball's goons. It was Big Ball's goons. Yeah. So they turn a corner and the road is Excuse blocked me. off. Big Ball's ballers. Big ball ball. And we see uh the lead singer. Brian, uh, Brian Magic Johnson, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey man, fuck your dragon sound. Big balls is where it's at. We're back in black." Yeah, and uh, he actually sings half the song "Back in Black." It kind of took me out, but then he's like, "He's like, how about a little Heineken and oh, what was the other beer?" Oh, uh, yeah, Coors. How about a Coors and a Heineken? Yeah. And he dumps him on their heads. Yeah, I, I like how John looked like he was waiting for it because he, he did. leans. They, they pointed it out. They did, did okay. lean in. I catch He's this very, shit, man. You, yeah, did you write this one? Well, we've been fucking doing 100-plus <laughs> of these movies. Yes. I noticed these things. Yes. So yeah, John leans into it, and then yes. he's like smiling when he yes, like because uh, 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 Tom Oates was pissed off because he gets yanked out of the, the yes. thing, and he's like, John kept fucking it off, and he's like, so oh. I kept getting yanked out of the fucking, and it car. was not comfortable. Yes. So yeah, but uh, and I want to point. I don't, did I point out already that John? I mean, Oates was not a student, <laughs> and he was only in there because he knew how to play guitar. Yeah. So they turn him into the. Da- you he's would think the, he's the punching bag. Of yeah. The you think da- uh, think, Jane would be the damsel in distress? I would, you think Jim would be the punching bag because he's such a fucking nerd? But. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be. You think it would be Jim? Where you know what? Jim it is? breaking down racial stereotypes. He's the most high pitched black guy I've ever <laughs> heard. He has no base in his. I voice. was just listening to something where they were talking about all the typecasting of black people in the past yeah. and how they always represent like. You know, a di- J- but Jim is in here. He's got that high voice, got that little mustache. Incredibly unthreatening. Yeah. Ve- no, uh, I don't think any cop in America would pull their gun on him because they're not scared. But I would. I think we both agree. They did a great job with Jim. He looked, I liked Jim. Here's a, here's a, uh, people who like my basketball talk. He looks like a young A.C. Green from the 80s Showtime Lakers. Yeah. Had the nice Jerry curl. Yeah. But and I, I liked Jim in this movie. Jim's great. I I'm not even him. kidding when I say Jim is like the heart and soul of this Jim, fucking. Jim often when they have, they must have shot all the. They have a house, Dragon Sound, where they yeah. all live together. But Jim is always walking around the house with no shirt on and his pants unbuttoned. Yeah, and totally no muscle tone at all. <laughs> and a little bit of a belly. And, but anyway. Okay, so they're, so they're, they're surrounded by the big ball brawlers. Yeah, so Brian Magic Johnson grabs our boy uh, Oates. Yeah. Yanks him right out of the car. And like fucking that infuriates Master Kim. And so we see this shot nine more times where the camera gets real low to the ground and on an angle. And you get... Mark, who grabs the, the, the wind, windshield of the car and jumps out and kicks somebody in the face. Right. And then, I didn't realize. It took this recent time. We've watched this movie several times in the past, so this is not a new one for us. I did not realize how Mark and John are basically the only two 
people fighting. Right, because the only people who know how to fight. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the camera just follows them. There's like 30 big ball brawlers. Yeah, John actually wasn't even going to be in the movie because at this time, once again, shocker, he was a student of Master Kim. He had his own dojo at this time, and he was like, well, I got I got a fucking business to run. And he's like, I can't say no to you, Master Kim. So he agreed to be in the movie. John, by the way, is probably the only person with some muscle tone to yes. him. He's got some abs poking. Yeah, even uh, Master Kim, I mean, he's not fat, but he's not ripped at all. Yeah, yeah. But John constantly wears a cutoff shirt so we can reveal those abs. And uh, Master Kim loves that Gibson uh, sleeveless shirt. Yes, must he wears got, that all Must the have time. got free when they bought some of that equipment for the yeah. movie. Oh, man. Always, I'm going always to tucked the, in his jeans. I will rip the <laughs> sleeves off. Very cool. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> he doesn't. So we yeah. get a nice scene. I fucking uh, Master Kim is, and John are murdering people just left and right. Oates gets a little move where there's there's like a is it like a Jim Cotta moment where he's a monkey bar somewhere oh, yeah. and he kicks yep. somebody. By oh, the way, by, by the way, yeah. Yeah. Before I forget, we got a R.I.P. to Kurt Thomas, star yeah. of fucking Jim Cotta. He we lost him last week. That is such a fucking cool movie. Yeah. What a, what an original so, idea. So cool that you probably need to go back and listen to our Jim Cotta yeah, episode. To that. We, but, loved, we loved him. But rest in pommel horses, Kurt. <laughs> now, we get back to it. So, yeah, they're just, we're just kicking ass, taking names. And then they, they just clean house and say, let's go back to the compound. I, I don't get what happens here because they were surrounded by cars. They were trapped in there. They finish everybody. The cars are gone. And they're just like, all right, let's go home. Nothing can beat Taekwondo. Yeah. <laughs> and friendship. Yes. Okay. So back at the compound, everybody's got a shower off. Yep. <laughs> Again, this is I, I, I just talked about this. We got Jim walking he around. Calls no dibs. He's got his pants unbuttoned. Yep. He's ready to jump in that shower. Oates is uh coming in with the mail and he's also got no shirt on. <laughs> he's reading Well he worked up a sweat, so yeah. Can, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. So he's reading off all the mail and he's just like, Oh Jim, Jim you got a letter here, man. And then this is when we, we we were always we we're alluding to that Jim is the heart and soul. This is why Jim is the heart and soul of this movie. And we we love to do our dramatic readings. We right. can't do Jim. I I can't physically get my voice that high. So we, I would love to try. And we also this man who was brought in to just be I'm sorry a token in this movie. He fucking kills it. So let's he, see. Somebody put it put a fucking knee on his neck because he steals the movie right. <laughs> Jim, right. So, what happened? Jim, what is this letter? Toss, go ahead, toss. Why don't you explain to us? Come on, we're, we're your best friends. Sorry, it's hiding from us for me, guys. Oh, man. Oh, my God. But. But this looks like your brother. I didn't know you have a brother. It's my father. What? This is your real father? Yes, it is. Are you sure? I didn't know you had a father. I thought we are all orphans. mother was Korean and my father was black American she gave me this picture when she was real sick I was only nine years old they say that they loved each other and they were real loyal they were real happy but then when he finished military duty he left and we never saw him again. 
she told me to find him. But I didn't like him because he left us. But I knew one day when I grew up, I'd find him. Whether he was dead or alive. I sent a couple letters to the defense department. If you're not wiping a tear away right now, you are a piece of shit. (laughs) That was the most amazing scene from beginning to end I've ever heard. I don't even... The fact that he even refers to uh, his father as a black American... I don't. Yeah, well, that's what we in '86 for a brief time we referred to black people as black Americans. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't know where that's coming from. I I, I got to blame Jack because he's a screenwriter. So uh, no. All right, we're we're well. Then on top of it, we're supposed to believe he's half Vietnamese. Yeah. <laughs> like I know you're like overlooking that. Oh man! Oh, it's so good. And they they felt kind of they almost like were portrayed like we thought you were an orphan too. Like, yeah. It's like, I, yeah. I've been lying to you. I I believe it's in the clip there, but Mark chimes in. And he's just like. Oh, I thought you were all Finn. I was like, whoa, he's yeah. not Finnish. What's yeah, going on? Just... Oh, Orphan. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, Mark. They're a band of orphans. They're their own family. He does a great job speaking English. He just doesn't enunciate very well. And after that, that this like gut-wrenching scene, we got to fucking- We're heavy with drama right now. We need to lighten the mood. We got to lighten the mood. And so, uh, yeah, we get the boys, and they're heading down. It's like a scene out of chips. They're, they're just going down the beach. They're looking at all- Okay. Whoever was directing these scenes, I don't know if they went back in there with a the second crew. They loved ass. Yes. Because there are so many shots where it's like. I think Luther Campbell from Two Live Crew directed this scene. He's also from Miami. Okay. So maybe he filled in. Because, yeah, there's a lot of butt shots, and they're, they're pretty good. There is a there is actually quite a lot of good butt. There's no good boobs in this, but there is a lot <laughs> yeah, of good butts in this. There's some awful boobs there later is on. Some, but, well, yeah, Miami's known for their butts, so, yeah. hey. So we get some a nice montage. We've got one of their songs playing. They're driving around that convertible. Nobody has a shirt on. Uh, you got Oats popping up, like doing this little jig. I have <laughs> doing, a gif of that, and I like love the, using Mike it. It's like Mike Jagger's Funky Chicken dance. Yeah. And he's just cat calling like a, like a cat. Yeah, Murray, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I, I don't remember how much of this there is, but I love all these cat calls. It's so awkward. It sounds like... It's you're... so innocent. It's like, you know... You, even if you're a woman getting, you're, you're like, all right, whatever. You're not even upset. <laughs> it's just so, like, naive and, like, a five-year-old would be yeah. idea. All right. So let, let, let's hear let, a little bit. Let's hear that. Ooh, girl. Make it with Rockstar. Hey, baby. Look good. Hey. All right. Over here. Check it out. We'll make buns like those down at the bakery. Baby, I need you to. Madame, may I have a little kiss, please? A little kiss, please. Come on. Come on. Whoop. Oh. 
Who the hell are you? Jerk. Yeah, that, that, that's just, I mean, it's harassment, but it's so innocent. It's, right. like, it's like the Revenge of the Nerds, guys. Wow. You know, they're just going to put on a mask, <laughs> trap you in a dark room, and <laughs> make you. But if they you, give you, you some know. good oral sex, it doesn't really count. It just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't count. And looking at that mustache, I think Oates knows his way around some oral sex. Yeah, oh yeah, you could definitely tell. And so, did we play? I don't, I don't know if we got to the audio, but they do eventually like actually park. Yes, they and do. they do strut on the beach a little bit, but well, they're oh, frolicking in the water. They're having a good time. Yeah, and then... but the best part is when you get to watch uh, Oates hit the beach, and he's—I think he's got Jim with them. I think so. And he goes up to this lady. He cuts her off. She's just walking. He gets right in front of her, and he goes, "Please, madame, may I have a kiss?" And then he sticks he his, fa- his fedora. Oh, he called her my lady. He he sticks his face out there. He gets a fish face right uh, right right in her nose, and uh, she's like, "Ew!" Pushes him over onto four other women, and he. Lands. I never realized the theme of this this month also is awkward kissing because there's a lot of awkward kissing in this one too. Neil mm. Breen had some really bad kissing last. Oh, you week. are right about that. I didn't consider that. Well, yeah. So and then he falls on top of these girls that are sunbathing, and they're like, "Ah, get away!" And they yeah. slap, and I'm. It's all. Jolly good time. It's, it's it's fun. Meanwhile, Jane and John are in the middle of the ocean making out. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. They're like in a beat. They're like in a lawn chair or something out in the middle of the ocean making out. We get we get a few different cuts. You pointed this out <laughs> when we watched the li- last little bit when you got here. You pointed out that that was actually Oates' girlfriend. In real life, yeah. They wrote all the songs that appear in this movie. Yeah. They were the only ones, obviously, that had musical ability. By the way, great talent. I love the great. music in this. Loved but it. that's got to be interesting to watch your girlfriend make out with another dude. I think they actually pointed out, and they might have been kidding, but they were like, we, we made sure he wasn't around when we were filming those scenes. But oh. that might have been just a joke. I don't know. I, yeah, that'll be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if folks like, I can't watch this movie. <laughs> so, big balls. They're been, they're, they're, they've been busted. Their balls have been busted. They've, they they their last resort, they got to have some goons take care of Dragon Sound so they can get that coveted yeah. opening slot at yeah. fucking Park Avenue. And these guys, they hang out at the docks. They hang out under the bridge. They they hear the whispers that Jeff's gang's trying to move into Orlando. Right. And they, I have to believe the big baller, baller, ball, big, big ball, ball ballers. brawlers also the big know. Big ball brawlers. Is big, yeah. Yeah. So they had to know that Jeff wanted to move into Orlando. Right. Well, Jeff's commandeered this, like, gym. And as we've learned, only villains work out in a gym. Yeah. Okay? Nature. Work out in nature, which we see later on, our yeah. heroes. That's right. We do. So they're all – and I want to point out, like, about three-quarters of the people, in, even though they're all martial arts students, are, like, obese. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. But we get we see a lot of the colorful Jeff gang characters. We get fucking Joe Dirt. Yes, Joe Dirt, and he has some great moments. They had to highlight him because he's that good. Right, he looks he looks like Joe Dirt. He really and does. And then we get his buddy Pink Floyd. Yep. Who I was getting some very serious fucking come out to play that guy, yeah. but with a mustache vibe. He, he's up got this that guy. stringy hair, and but he's, he's rat face. He's always got like a flat build Pink, Pink Floyd, Floyd hat yeah. on. And then we got a fat guy with always has a noose around his neck. He kind of looks like Walter Solchak, a young Walter Solchak who's from The Big Lebowski, oh, okay. uh, John Goodman's character. Oh, okay. So he's like sometimes wears the bandana. He's got the big aviators on. Yeah, and, and he's and he's actually younger than he's like a sixteen year old or something. Because a lot of these people were like 
childhood students of Master Kim's. They were like teenagers at this time. That's so crazy. And so, yeah, they're working out. And they come, they, they, they go up to Jeff, and they're like, look, man, we want our gig back at Park Avenue. We won't even, we don't even want the money. Yeah, what's in it for me? You can have all the profit money the, the band prestige makes. alone of playing at Park Avenue. We just it. want to be there. That's it. What what is this deal? This they they clearly read the art of the deal, but got it all backwards. Yeah, they read it backwards. <laughs> and speaking of the right way to train, we're, we're back at the campus at good old CFU, and our boys. Uh, we got three members of Dragon Sound here. Yeah, the only ones that had new martial arts. Yeah, so we got Jack, John, and Mark. Yes. And they're just, they're going doing their katas. They're doing some beautiful tippy taps from our master grandmaster Mark. If you watch this movie and you're like, you know, what was it like eighty six minutes of good footage? Yeah. If you were like eighty six is a little too much, go ahead and hit fast forward <laughs> for the next about six minutes because they actually even show a lot of it in slow motion. Yeah. So you actually be when you fast fast forward, you'll be watching it in real time. There, there's nothing happening. Well, we here. get that ridiculous scene where. Master Kim makes Jack like eat his fist. Yeah, there was some weird. <laughs> there's the 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 uh, nose grab with his toes. Yes, he loves that. He does that again later in the movie. Oh shit! That was another foreshadow. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah, what's well, when they're they're actually playing a song? He does what? it to Jim. That's fucking rude. Yeah, it's like dirty ass feet. Yeah, get your feet. And yeah, don't, he, those were dirty ass feet, he, by the way. Yeah, he we does, see them. Well, they're outside in nature. Of course exactly, they're dirty. and he's barefoot. And so he's doing the got your nose like trick, but with his feet, and do some knife exhibitions. We get, and stuff. I had like flashbacks to that great Jim Carrey Living Color episode where oh, the, yeah. the knife thing was like, "Come at me. no, come at me like this," where the hands like totally straight and it's like chopping down. Yeah, but yeah, but we get some foreshadowing here. It's true. Where it's we true. see he disarms John. Well, he doesn't disarm him. He, like, turns the knife around and, like, stab. Doesn't really stab him, obviously. Yeah. But we learned that's the technique you use. Yeah, that's one of the techniques if you want to go lethal with it. And then we see them breaking some boards. We see them breaking some bricks. bricks. Of course, Mark's the only one who breaks bricks. Right. And so, finally, after all that fucking hard work and everything, of course, what do you do? You head back to the courtyard and you cool off with a nice ice-cold Pepsi Cola. Oh, I thought I thought they had juice boxes. Nope, Pepsi Cola. Pepsi Cola. And, and then, she, like, we're just learning. Like, like Mark is like, "What are your hopes and dreams?" He's like, "Like, we learn Jack's. Like, this is his own. This is his character arc." Yeah, there's so much ambition in this scene. I will play the whole. It, it's long, but it's like two minutes. And Jack has the charisma of a Neil, young Neil Breen. Yeah, you're gonna hear it's three this. voices. You'll know Mark <laughs> yeah. because you won't understand him. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Jack is the one who sounds like he is so like, like he just drank a bottle of NyQuil <laughs> yeah. and took some sleeping pills. <laughs> He's also the one who does not want anything to do with uh, the club anymore. Yeah, because anymore. they're like brainstorming. They're like, it's not enough to be the hottest band in Park Avenue. We got to make this show better. So Master Kim's always thinking. And he's like, we can break boards. Yeah. And then Jack's like, I'll have nothing to do with that. No, I will have nothing to do with breaking boards. I don't know. What, what's his beef with breaking boards? I don't know. And he's, he got shook because he's probably, even though he's, the only, he's one of the few people who knows martial arts in the group, he's the weakest of the men. Yeah. So he's a little shook by what's been going on. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I you also, maybe you noticed it, maybe you didn't. John has the weirdest pronunciation of Taekwondo. And every time I watch this movie, it makes Maybe me cringe a little bit. Maybe it's the proper pronunciation. It might be, 
But just the way he says it, and if you watch it, they do a close-up of his face when he's talking. And just the way he contorts his mouth to say it, I'm like, everything is wrong here. But he also has this brilliant idea because even though he's scared to go back to Park Avenue, he's still speaking about the, what's the next well, move he's, for he's, Dragon. He's ready now. to run away is right. the problem here. And that's where the idea kind of – For a world tour. Yeah, snowballs That's from. the next uh, logical evolution of Dragon Town. But he's like, not, not only a world tour – we're going to go to the birthplace of all our ancestors. Like, we'll go to Korea for you, Master Kim. We'll Ireland for me. Ireland. We'll go to fucking Italy for, for Oates. Or no, Ireland was for John, and yeah. then Jack was uh, Israel. Israel. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, it's great. It's a great idea. And they're like, oh, yeah. And like, Even fucking Mark's, like, rolling his eyes. Like, we'll, we'll stay with the people. We'll eat their food. It'll learn about shit. Which well, would... Mark, we probably won't eat your people's food. And then they do a nice slide on. Asian you food. see a dog running in the background, and <laughs> so and like. Wait, hold on, I, I'm just gonna give us some silence here because I wanna I wanna pipe that in. So, Mark, how do you feel about putting some board breaking into the act? Sure, why not? We could write another taekwondo song, and after Tom does one of his guitar solos, we could all break boards. Jack could do a drum solo. How about it, Jack? I'd love to help you write that song, John, but there's no way I'm gonna break any boards in that club. I don't even want us to play there anymore. Why, because that other man jumped us the other night? Yeah, because of Jeff, too. He's in there every night. This damn gang selling stupid cocaine. Don't worry about Jeff. If he bothers us anymore, I'll make sure he regrets it. How can you reason with that guy? He punched you out the other day just because you're going with his sister. As long as we play in that club, he's not going to leave us alone. How about it, Mark? Let's quit that job. Jack, I know what you mean, but... Until you get another job, you must continue to play there. How else can you pay for school? No job, no money. I don't want us to drop out. I just don't want anything to happen to us. Nothing will, Jack. I promise you that. This band is the only family I have. Me too. You know, when I first came to this country, I had nobody. Nobody. Sounds like you're still homesick. Not like before. I bet you still miss all the Taekwondo training that goes on in Korea. Everybody practices Taekwondo there. Taekwondo originates in Korea. But now, it is practiced all over the world. All over the world? What do you think about a tour? What kind of tour? It would be a world tour. But what would make it special is that we play in each other's countries. You know, like finding our roots. You mean we're going to play in Ireland? Right. While we're in Europe, we'd visit Italy, you know, Tom's home country. We'd visit all the countries where our parents came from. Korea, Ireland, we'd play in Israel. That's where my parents are from. I didn't realize this before. Taiwan Sound is really an international band. Right. Wherever we'd go, we'd visit the local Taekwondo schools. We'd promote peace and goodwill. Think we could take a little time out for dinner while we're trying to save the world? Oh, I was just thinking because now because of COVID, the live music is. In, how about every band do that now? How about every band go to the the ancestral homes of their their bandmates, and that that way we can start a whole new leaf of live music or something. <laughs> I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to think like Jack would think. 
I, I, I like it, but I don't know how COVID helps us with that because we're not even supposed to travel. No, that's what I'm saying when we come back from COVID. Oh. Because it's, it's, it's hit the fucking um, live music scene worse than anybody. Oh, my God. There's so many. So that would be a nice start. I had so many shows over, like, these last three months, and now they're all being stacked in October. So it's like. They're not I, happening in October. I don't think they are either. Um, but, yeah, like, so instead of, like, a world tour, you just do the homelands of the five members of your band. It's a nice way to start off slowly. Okay. I like it. I like it. Well, it's not my idea. It's Jack's. Yeah, right, right. Of course. Maria, again, you were dragged into plot, the depths of the plot. We need to be amped back up. We need to gum up some nice jams. So we're back to uh, good old Uncle Song's pizzeria, Chinese food, burger joint, whatever the fuck he's selling. And we see another just random Orlando. Orlando was teeming with colorful gangs. It was like the Warriors. This, this is like the underpants gang. I only remember the one dude. What? Everyone does. They pointed it out in the in the, uh, was the it commentary. With the black dude with yeah. the short. No, I thought I literally thought he was wearing tidy whities <laughs> his, his shorts were so short. You get you get a lot of bulge happening. And they there. said like when he came in, they're like, "I'd love it. Fucking <laughs> do that." They were like, they loved his look. And it uh, worked. You remember them? I don't remember I, anybody else in that scene. I absolutely do. I swear they were like sparkly white shorts, and then he had like a tank top on. Maybe it was just the fact that you know he's a black man with these white white shorts <laughs> on, so it pops. Well, yeah, and they they literally looked like fucking like uh, Brady <laughs> underwear. Yeah. <laughs> was he also on roller skates? No, that was the guy from Revenge of the Ninja. Okay, brother. okay. And they're like dining and dashing. They're not going to pay because they're a gang. They don't need to pay. And Uncle Song's like, uh, yeah, you fucking do. Yeah, you motherfuckers are going to pay. And they're like, what the fuck are you going to do? He's like, I'll show you what I'm going to do. And he just fucking annihilates In them. a Mickey Mouse apron. Yes. Takes them down. Insult to injury. And apparently the, the DS crew, they're always like like five minutes too late for everything. everything. So they just finally roll they're, up. Well. They're like the police, you know. Right. They're always late. They never but, arrive. For but the what crime. they're really doing is at the corner watching, and then when it, then it's done, then they show up. Yeah, like yeah, I would have taken care of that guy, Uncle Song. Shit, you got any pizza? Got and any pizza? so or they, tacos, whatever you serve here. They uh, Dragon Sound. They're, I believe they're back at home again. Back at home. They yeah, you're right. They they did arrive. Um, oh, you know what this is? Okay, this is the worst editing ever because they. Arrive there late. They talk to Song for a minute, and he's like, "That's eh, no big deal." And well, he says he breaks it down. He's like, "Cause you're like, wow, you fucking kicked ass." He's like, "No, no, no, no. Taekwondo is about here." Points to his heart, yeah. and here he points to his head. And it's then he, not about violence. And then he says, "I bet you guys are here for." And then he points to his stomach, and all the boys are like, "Yeah!" And you know, when they're eating, that means they're gonna perform. They don't really perform this time though. But we do go to the club. We don't see them perform. We just see them exit the club, and they're get, they're about to hop into oh, the convertible, right. yes. and then they notice on like the stick shift or whatever that there's a note, beautifully beautifully folded note, beautiful. And they open it up, and it says it's, it's from Jeff. Do you want to rumble? Check yes or check no. Drop off at Ninth and Hennepin. Meet me at no. Drop off at the rail yard. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Here you guys go. <laughs> I said no. We're out of here. <laughs> what a what a formal invitation to so, a fight. So like, I guess Jane catches wind of it because she's like, I have to stop this shit. It's gonna get somebody's gonna get hurt. So she goes to the fucking gym where Jeff's set up shop. Yeah. 
And she's like, hey, you know, where's my brother? And then those goose, Joe Dirt and Pink Floyd and Fatso are hanging out. Yeah. And they're just, like, goofing on. She's like, oh, whatever. Like, walks away from them. They're harassing her, too. Pink Floyd was, like, getting down and, like, doing, like, a bunch of vagina-licking gestures. (laughs) Vaginal gestures. And she's just like, oh, you pigs. And then she walks to her brother, like... Where's your brother now? He, he like you got a respectful boyfriend. He's crazy about that, but he's letting his goons be all drooling on you. Yeah, really. She's, she's like, look, Jeff, I don't. I love John. I don't want somebody to get hurt. It's like, but this guy's a loser. He fucking plays in a band at fucking park. He's the only one who's got like some reality about this whole music scene. He's like, they're going nowhere. Yeah. This world tour, I keep hearing them talk <laughs> about because c- c- they will not shut up about this world. It's not happening. They're just, not leaving Miami. I just Miami. care about you. And she's like, oh, whatever. There's no talking to you. So she storms out. Fucking Joe Dirt gives him another, like, another tries to grab she, her yeah, ass yeah. and shit. And he, he, he's not going for it. He's Miami. He's doing an Al Franken. Yeah. he's do- Oh, yeah. He's doing a big Al Frank. So, uh, yeah, because, again, we don't need to worry about continu- uh, continu- continu- continuity. Continuity. Thank you. Uh, so we just randomly cut to another scene. Next day, afternoon, beautiful day, but you know what? We got to go to those old train yards. You know, the yeah. abandoned one right. where there's like some ghosts and teenagers hang out and smoke weed, right. drink 40s. We're going to go there in the middle of the day so the teenagers aren't there. And we're going to have us an old-fashioned fucking throwdown. Rumble. So we got 20 goons. You got Jeff there. At he, least 20 goons. Yeah. Jeff's, Jeff's just there to watch. He's got, like, a throne on a roof. He's like, I want a good advantage. I really want to watch you guys fight. Right. Like, Orange Cassidy's there next to Orange him. Cassidy? Why is, why is Pockets there? I don't know. Just Fuck. to jump off something. Yeah, just to slowly roll in and slowly roll and out. And the Dragon Sound, they... They're so they, they so little respect these guys. They don't even all show up. Jim apparently had something to do. I couldn't believe like I thought I had the theory right, and then when this mo- that only like two or three of them fought, and then when this scene came up, I was like, okay, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah, it's- just Mark, John, and Jack show up for this rumble. Oh, that's right, Jack did show up. Jim and Oates got better things to do. They're working on that new song they got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fighting the rail yard, I think it's called. Fighting the rail yard. We're gonna punch some guts. Real hard. Fighting the rail yard. <laughs> Wrenching nuts. Wow, that was good. Man. Yeah, I know. Oh, we're really good. We well, should talk. Copyright. We should talk to Dragon Sound. I did yeah. just buy a synth, so we can go ahead and make that. So, yeah, and the uh, the rumble in the rail yard starts, man. And dude, I love how. Okay, I'm sorry. I love how this starts. I didn't think they were going to fight because. Again, we got twenty goons. They're spread out. They're they're doing surveillance for a reason. It's like there's three well, of them. They have to because later on the cops show up. Oh, that's true. Oh. That's true. But the guy does run back in when they arrive, so he's not even surveilling anymore. He gets in the fight. I think it was Pink Floyd that was out there doing surveillance. I think he was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so we get they drive past this one train, and some dudes pop out with lead pipes, and they start bashing the car. Yes. And they continued driving. I thought they were going to pull a cops in uh, whatever city it was where they just started running over people. I thought that's what Mark's plan was. He's like, fuck that. No, that's not wh- honorable. That's not Taekwondo. Yeah. Mark has to wait until people get close enough to the car so we can do his spring out <laughs> right. you know, kick. Exactly. It's his patented move. <laughs> yeah. But they get surrounded again. So I was like, okay, 
Now the fight's got to happen. Mark is ready. He's got that fucking Gibson sleeveless shirt <laughs> sleeveless. on. He's and got... black sleeveless gloves. That's his F- look. Fingerless. So, yeah. <laughs> sleeveless. <laughs> I got hooked up on I got on the uh, shirt. I, I but, just uh... want to believe he's got like these long <laughs> sleeves over his <laughs> And he rips them off before he starts to fight. I like it. But he... Fucking him and John are fucking shit up, man. Yeah, well, no, John, come on. I remember this scene vividly. I think I even wrote it down pretty well. So, okay, so we know we have three Dragon Sound people here. Kim, or Kim, Dragon Master, (laughs) what is happening with my brain? Mark, of course, finds a circle of people to be surrounded in, and he starts roundhousing everybody. Jack, who knows what happened? He disappears, and then John. one guy. John, T- yeah, he does. It's probably Joe Dirk. But though. they randomly show him later on, and uh, John actually fights Joe Dirk, because I remember oh. that scene very well, too. <laughs> so John just starts running in between train tracks. He gets, like, three people uh, trailing him, and so he's slowly turning around, like, kicking each one, climbing a ladder, kick the next guy. He gets rid of his three pretty easily. Mark's taking on, like I said, like, 12 dudes, just roundhousing them all, doing all that. Then we finally get a shot of Jack, who is... Barely fighting a guy. Like, they did not want to make him look like he was sufficient in karate. Excuse me. Well, mission accomplished. Exactly. But um, it was after... um, Did I write it down in there? Yeah, that's that's how they end the scene, is with uh, John beating the shit out of Joe Dirt. And then some black and whites. If you're in the know, that's what you call cop car. Show up. Real Orlando (laughs) cops. Because, like I said... Master Kim owned Orlando. So he even said, like, he had no issues. Like, people were like, fuck yeah, you want to film here? I don't care. We love you, Master Kim. Because he, 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 he was, like, made a lot of money for charities in Orlando. So everyone loved Master Kim. <laughs> Probably still do. It's like uh, basically what this whole defund police movement wants to be. Wants to get right. them away from having to do all the stuff they do. Want them to be more into right. communities. So real cops show up, and they, they actually even point out in the commentary, okay, these are real cops. So they, they, they're supposed to be trained. But they got so caught up in the moment of being actors that the cops are talking to each other with guns pointed at each other. Oh, like, my which God. Which you don't do that. I, you know that as a cop, especially as an actor playing a cop, I think I go, okay, I understand. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. But amazing. Real cop. They knew how to deliver a line, though. They shot that off. I just got I got to point out about that Joe Dirt fight, too. Do you remember how he was just, like, shimmying? He's like, yeah. he's also got – it's even lower cut uh, crop top. He's just got it under oh, his higher. boots. Yeah, higher. Higher, excuse me. Yeah. And he's, like, shimmying. He's like, come on, man. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give yeah, it to it's me. Yeah, it's a, it's a comic relief kind of. Yeah. It's a Marco stunt kind of. Yeah, it, but it, that's why I was like, that's Joe Dirt, because yeah. it just reminded me of David Spade. And, yeah. and then he runs away from John. Yeah. I, no, he gets kicked in the ribs. Oh, John kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> like it looks like uh, uh, the Dave Chappelle skit where Charlie Murphy gets kicked in the chest. Or uh, what's his uh, the, the, the fucking holy shit? Rick James gets kicked in the chest by Charlie Murphy. Yeah, it, it looked like that where the guy was carried away. It probably on a was in slow motion too because there's a lot of random slow motion in these fight scenes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So okay. that's it. Mission accomplished. I mean, it's done, right? If you're a man, you'd accept your ass whipping and then just fucking, you know, go about your ways. Well, well, we don't get to see them licking their wound. We just get to see Yoshido back on the fucking hog again. Well, he's got to come back up to Orlando. It's like Jeff's not doing his job. I uh, I don't even think he caught wind of that. He just wants to. See, well, well, he needs Jeff up here. He does meet yeah. him, but I think he's just going out for a nice night on Park Avenue. 
He wants to hear the good news because he assumes that Jeff's going to get the job. They well, don't go to Park Avenue. They no, go to the they go to bar. the fucking uh, the bar from No Holds Barred. Yeah, they go to the biker bar for There's this. The fucking trough will pull the shit and the yeah, dog chained he, up. He doesn't even care about the news. When Jeff showed up, he's like, don't even bother. And this is, this is like fucking a documentary. This is like the real life bikers. You can tell the real life bikers. This is, these are the ugliest fucking Dude, people I've ever seen. I, I mean, I know this is kind of past the time when uh, he was doing this, but Hunter S. Thompson was in there too. Hell's <laughs> Angels, you know. <laughs> and, but uh, but you, you, you think you just think these people are just racist Confederate flag loving scumbags? No, they embrace Yoshida, dude. They fucking love him, and he's like fucking sharing cigarettes with people. Yeah, he fucking. he does not believe he's a. He just grabs that. a fucking skanky biker bitch, makes out with her. He's, he's just, grabbing bitches. He's grabbing. He's grabbing the, cakes. There's ugh. There's the most. Grossly shaped titties I've ever seen. <laughs> Ugh. And they're just flopping them out everywhere. There's some pancake titties everywhere. That, that woman was very proud. Oh, fried eggs. <laughs> and it's just like, ugh, like cover up, you skanks. So you can tell these are some genuine biker skanks. These like centerfolds for Easy Rider magazine. Oh, man. I wish they and shot Rashida's more. She's loving like it, though. He's making out with every one of these broads. I, oh. And he's got that. <laughs> That fucking scarf yeah. on still. He's like it's Aerosmith, man. <laughs> he's got so much. He's got that 70s floppy Dude long hair. looks like hair. a lady. Dude, he's killing. And he meets up Jeff in the bar. And again, Jeff shows up. I actually, I'm, I'm not kidding. He has this shirt on. It's like Colorado uh, Boulevard something. I looked up that hat. I was like, if this hat exists, I'm buying it. It does not exist. Well, it does, it but it was not on. Years it ago. was not on eBay. Because otherwise I would have bought it and added it to my collection of hats. But uh, Jeff shows up. They don't show them talking because they want to show them walking in the bar. So they dub it in. They do an Amir Siobhan. Uh, Kim tries to dub it in later, so it's in horrible English. But he's just like, oh, did you take care of that dragon sound? He's like, no, those guys. They say this all the time. We never. I don't think we've mentioned this yet. They're constantly talking about how uh, dragon sound is made up of black belts in taekwondos. Always saying there's th- that Mark. He's really tough. He's a black belt in Taekwondo. So he, Yoshida again. He's just like I don't give a shit. He looks at the bartender. He's like, give me a beer. Oh, lay one on me. Give me a kiss. <laughs> Love him. Borrows Love a him. cigarette from a guy next to him. Bunch it, of, yeah. There's about five teeth in all in this entire bar. <laughs> but they, oh. but he's at home, man. He's like he's wherever I go, I'm at home. Dude, I loved this. I loved it so much. All right, nighttime is falling. We're back at the uh, the, the uh, dragon sound. Yeah, they're just, co- they're college kids. They just because they don't go to school doesn't mean they don't do homework. Yeah, they do all their work at home. Yeah, and maybe they're doing a kind of a course at home. Maybe it's a COVID thing going on at this time. I don't yeah, know. That's a good point. And so yeah, they're working hard in their home and fucking like a good papa bear. Mark's checking in on everybody. Well, I mean, he is fifty, so yes, and he's their master, and he's just <laughs> like a karate master. And he's just like, hey, I'm just working on this this term paper, and fucking Jim. It's, there was actually a uh, cut scene where Jim's actually working on writing letters to find his dad. Yeah. So he's just finding like to Defense Department. Oh, I'm really? looking for Jim's dad. Yes, he's doing. I that. was wondering how. Like, I was like, wait, how did this? Because I don't. Okay, yeah, it's a cut scene. Okay. And uh, and he's just like a proud dad, and like fucking uh, Oates. He's like, I got the great next hit. 
Yeah, he's literally just writing out on sheet music. He's filling in all the notes. And he's like, not even playing along with it. He's just he yeah, he's, in his head. He's is, playing it. Yeah, he hears it in his head. And fucking it's and then uh, fucking uh, Mark looks at it. Looks pretty good. Like he knows. I like that too. Mark is just like, oh yeah, that's really good. <laughs> and can Jim play that? Oh, we'll teach Jim how to play it. So everything's just going swimmingly at the DS compound. We get to the next morning, and we got uh, Oates again. No shirt. Pants undone. Wait, I'm confusing confusing him for Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad. Oates doesn't have a shirt on. Oates is shirtless, but he always has his pants on. He has that beautiful chest hair and mustache and curly hair. So, yeah, you can't cover that up. It's just a sea of hair. Yeah. (laughs) It is a sea of hair. Oh, so he's handing off the mail again. I thought this was going to be where another letter was going to come off. He's handing off the mail. And Master Kim oh is my handing God. off the grapes. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. you you, you got to pay attention to the scene because there's people talking, so your, your eyes will go to those people talking. But in the background, Master Kim is feeding everyone okay. a grape. I, w- when you mentioned that, I was like, I don't remember <laughs> this at all. And so I watched it because it came on one minute after you said that to me. He's not in the back. He's in the <laughs> foreground. He's right in front of you feeding Mar- or, uh, John grapes as John is like pouring milk into a bowl with no cereal in it. There's so many. Again, these movies I love so much because they get they try to do normal things, but they forget things. <laughs> so you have just amazing. Great. And then what is the whole point of the scene? They're like, well, no, no letters from the Department of Defense, wherever your dad is. Kind of I thing. guess so, because then they're just like, well, it's time to go to school. And so they're all wearing their CFU shirts. We don't see them in class. <laughs> yes, they're super proud of being a CFS. They're all wearing yeah. US, CFS, UCF. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is a dyslexic. UCF. Maybe they're like UFC, but they're dyslexic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But they got all of them have them on. They're proud to be. Again, don't see any one of them going to class, but their class starts and ends at the same time. So they're leaving They together. all have the same classes. Yeah. There actually is another cut scene where they're in a music class. Oh, really? And uh, Oates does a little, some scales. He shows how to do some scales. Really? Yes. Oh, that's sad. I wish yeah. that would have been in there because yeah. based on what I saw of Dragon Sound playing, I was like, none of these people know how to play music. No. So that's Believe it or yeah. not, Oates knows how to play. So after a hard day's work of school, whatever they did there, they're like, guys, let's go get some pizza. Let's go to the hut. Let's go to the hut. Again, that shot of them climbing into the convertible, <laughs> peeling out, and of course, there's a car following them because right. there's always a car <laughs> With a following. fat guy in the car following them. <laughs> and so they get to the pizza hut. It starts raining. Right. Yeah, and so and I... They get, they don't ha- apparently, they can't afford a rag top, so they don't have a top. Yeah. So uh, Oates is like, I'll figure it out. You just guys go in. You know what kind of pizza I like. And this is Florida where it rains like every day. Yeah. From my experience in Florida. Well, it'll rain for like a five, half hour and then it'll stop. And yeah. And it'll rain again like five hours later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like clockwork there. Yeah. But it, you can expect rain twice a day. And they still were like, fuck that. <laughs> we don't need a rag top, as right. you said. And so... Boys just, get, they boys, go into yeah, the boys, pizza. Boys get out, but Oates has to park the car. And... He is not the type to pull in headfirst. He's got to back in. I hate people like that. And he doesn't exactly know how to handle this vehicle, <laughs> so it's taking him a little time. And so uh, our our uh, big ball brawlers by the rain. 
Our big ball bra- brawlers show I think, up. I thought they were done. I thought this was all about Jeff now. Yeah, you know what? Excuse me. This was the Jeff. I just yeah. like saying big ball brawlers. <laughs> just really like saying that. This is just Mutt and Jeff's crew. And because I know because there's a, that fat guy with the noose. And I think Joe Dirt's there. Yeah, Wal- and Pink Wal- Floyd. Yeah, it's Walter, Joe Dirt, and Pink They're Floyd. They're kind of like the guys who that's their job. They can't fight, so they just like. Yeah, they're the Trinity. People. Yeah. So they kidnap our buddy uh, Oates, throw him in the trunk, and take off. Because Oates don't, he don't fight. Hour later, they're just finished the pizza. They're like, are we missing somebody? I love when they sat down at that in that pizza hut. I was like, they're at a table for four people. Everything is wrong <laughs> with this scene right here because they have a fifth friend and they chose the table with the four seats. That means he's Oates is gonna have. He had to park the car. He had to drive this, here, dude. This is what happens with bands. You start figuring who's the guy. We and he's the creative genius of the band. He's doing everything. And they're ready to force him out. Yeah. So they were. Jim's all in everyone's ear. You don't need him. They were gonna put him at the awkward. Oh yeah, we'll get you a chair. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. There was nowhere else to sit. It's empty. There's one other couple there. But yeah, Oates is captured. They'll figure it out eventually after they've eaten pizza, gone back home, sat around for a while. So they go back. Is this what you were talking about alluding to earlier? This is like the same set yes. from the beginning of the movie? I agree with you. Oh, yeah. So it's like uh, it's like Donkey Kong. We got uh, Oats up on the top tied up. Yeah, they got him on like a radio tower. <laughs> Shirtless, tied up. It might beat been... the shit out of him first and leave yeah. him in a room. At one point, he had a rope belt. It was uh, his. They had a rope belt on him, and then he didn't have the rope belt. He loves Beverly Hillbillies, apparently. So he's tied up at the top of this radio tower. I think that was a five G tower too. So apparently, he he knew these guys were going to pull this shit. So he had all the new songs in his pants pocket. So they're like, "Shit, we got to rescue Oates." Oh, okay. okay. So it's a stealth mission. They were willing to leave him because, as we were just alluding to, they were ready to kick him out of the band. Now, did Jeff let them know? I mean, because. Why was why is he out okay. there? Like, okay, as, as I would expect you to have the answer. Watching the, <laughs> I'm guessing that Jeff left him another note. Okay, I don't know how. Maybe well, they captured him. They just left they, it in the car. Jeff might have had a handwritten note and given it to Walter and was like, "Walter, Pink Floyd can't do this. Joe Dirt can't do this. I need you to do it, Walter. After you've captured Oates, put the note in the car." Okay, that's what they did. So that's how they know. So, yeah, because I, I was just thinking, because they have him, like, all a sp- spotlight on him on the top of that radio tower. So. Yeah, Jeff's Jeff's again. So they're sh- lying in wait. wait. They, they, they think they're setting a trap for Dragon Sound, but it's the reverse. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, what do we even call Jeff's gang? I don't know. This is the last time we'll ever see him. We'll call so. him the Jeffersons. Okay. Yeah, it is, sadly, <laughs> it is the last time we see the Jeffersons. But the Jeffersons, they're fucking partying. They got some of those biker babes, so we're getting more... Awful titty flashes Ugh. happening here. We get making out. And it's not bullshit Neil Breen making out. This is like, f- we're fucking making out. Uh, beers chugging. And we, we got. in the reefer. They're we, doing it We got a, Again, we alluded to uh, Young Warriors earlier. We got. We're putting cherries and butts and sitting ice block bare asses on ice blocks. They're throwing, they've got like dicks tied to bricks and they're throwing them on shit. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's a good crazy. old time. It's a good old time. But they're. They're not prepared for the situation. Right. They have challenged well, black belts in Taekwondo even to though fight. Their whole gang got destroyed like ten minutes ago. They're still overconfident. They were so overconfident, and they're spread out in weird places with weird tunnels at their back. And they're like, 
we got this. We're going to get a little tipsy. But here's the thing. They didn't. This isn't just John, Jack, and Mark. Jim's along for oh, the ride. You can't tell people that. You can't tell people that. That's a secret. Because oh. I was surprised <laughs> as fuck when that popped out. Because, at, okay, like I said, at this point, I was like, sure, we only get John, maybe Jack, and Mark. So that's who we get is John and Mark. I don't even think Jack's here. And Mark is a kendo stick. I don't know what the fuck he has. It was a kendo stick. He, they, they're, the first they kind of stealthily take some people out. And unlike earlier in the movie when somebody got hit and shrieked out despite the fact that he had a shuriken in his vocal cords, everybody in this scene is quiet because it's a quiet scene. Right. Well, this is their ninja skill. So yeah. they're taking him out. And then I, I guess all hell breaks loose. And I think it was the moment where um, where uh, Mark like basically cuts a man's head off with yes. a kendo stick. He slashes the throat with a kendo stick. Blood spurting everywhere. Yeah. And then I, and they just start kicking ass. And then, fuck it, apparently Jim knows Oscar the Grouch style. Yeah. Because he's hiding in a barrel. How? He got He'd been the, there. He went there before those guys showed up. That's, that's the, how prepared. That's he the was. only thing that makes sense. He was like, Oates was teaching me how to play the keyboard. Right. I need him. Like, I'm not in Dragon Sun without Oates, <laughs> so I need to rescue Oates. See, he's hiding like Astro the Grouch style in a garbage can, and he pops up and hits a motherfucker, and that's basically the only like offense you ever see from Jim through the entire movie. Well, and he, the he does fact, kick somebody like the right. the fact that that guy no sells it. Because the guy turned around and just starts beating his ass. Poor, poor uh, Jim here. But, uh, poor fucking anybody who crosses Mark because Mark is just killing people with a kendo stick. Well, they made know. it personal. They stole oats. Right. That's his band member, you know, right. and brother. Okay, so Mark tearing through people. John also tearing through people. They're they're like catching up. They're get, they're closing in on Jeff who. He's still just sitting in his fucking vinyl well, he's like, like Donkey chair. Kong. He's climbing up this thing. Oh, he, he hasn't started the, climbing yet. To get to the princess. Yeah, he when uh, Mark and him start squaring up in a second here, that's when he finally starts climbing. Because uh, Mark gets to Jeff. He has to get out of his vinyl chair. You hear his skin rip off of it because he's been uh, melting to it because he's been sitting there for nine hours. And... Um, Tosses his beard to the side, and he grabs those two sticks with, oh, like, right. uh, all the fucking metal spokes sticking know, out of it. It looked like something in a Japanese death match from... Like, yeah, Mud Show? Yeah. 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 yeah, I could see Mick Foley getting hit with one of those. Oh, yeah, Mick Foley probably did get hit by one of those. Yeah. So he's got two of them, and they are f- sword fighting like kids, where he's just kind of holding it out there, and then uh, Mark's hitting the stick with it. And then, uh, you know, Mark's like, okay, now you need to drop the left one. So he holds it out away from his body, like really far away from his body, and then just, like, lets it go. And that's what Jeff is like, oh, I'm so fucked. So he starts scaling the radio tower. Right. And he gets up to where uh, Oates is. Mark had to drop his kento stick because he needed to be able to climb. <laughs> right. So he couldn't, couldn't carry it. So he gets up there, and Jeff reveals he's got a couple of boot knives. So he's... He's got two knives here, and he's ready to stab. He's doing a Jeff Speakman. Yeah, he is. Uh, I don't even know how. He just falls. He doesn't even get pushed. Yeah, Mark is just like. He gets sh- so shook by Mark. He's so scared. Yeah, he's Mark's showing off show. some of his, like, just like his Tai Chi moves. And that alone had Jeff spooked. So Jeff uh, loses footing, falls off, and. Blow- hey. His head explodes like a watermelon. Yeah, it really did. 
And they're like, well, I guess that's that. Yeah. You know, Jeff's gang's big. We got the big balls brawlers gone. We got the Jeffersons done. And it's it. That's it. End yeah. of movie. Yeah, that's got to be it. So we need a happy ending so we get one because our boy Jim wakes up next to their back to the Dragonstone compound. <laughs> they just murdered a bunch of people, but who cares, man? Yeah. And uh, Jim, as usual, shirtless with his pants unbuttoned, going to get the mail for the first time in the fucking movie. And he opens it. My father! My father! I found my father! Oh my god! What you say? What you say? Hey, what's up? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, father, you got it! Oh, my god! Again, the swell of emotion happened Finally, here. this is the happy ending we've all been waiting for. I, I I can't believe it. I can't believe that they're still rolling. Like, I thought this was an action movie. No, it's a movie about a son finding his father. And we all thought these were just orphans. We thought these were all orphans and that th- this was the only family they had. But they still support Jim. I mean, right. so much so that they're, you know, they mentioned it a moment ago. How much money do you have? $200? All right, let's go buy him a suit. Let's use right, they're money. so happy for him. I was like, you can't. His dad's gonna finally fly in and from Orlando Airport, and they're like, you can't be with your pants unbuttoned and shirtless. We gotta dress you up. This is a gotta, big ready, meeting for your dad. Ready for the ball? A black American's not gonna take that. <laughs> so, um, they, I think it was in the. I uh, lost my point. I think it was in the audio that we played earlier, but. <laughs> like fucking Mark was like, "Is that your brother?" Like he was like, "Yeah." He was like he's like, "No, it's my dad." I think that wasn't that way earlier because he gets the picture in the first letter. Yes, that was the that was the scene we played. That's when it happens. Yeah, and in the first, yeah, yes. way back, yes. way back. Yeah, that w- that was pretty but, great. Is that but, your brother? He's like, we don't all look alike. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so they go to the, the like a tail. They go to the best uh, men's warehouse in Orlando because only the best for Jim. Oh yeah, give us whatever. $263 can buy. <laughs> and they find a great suit. Not as great oh. as John's. He's got the Miami Vice suit rocking. Where he's wearing the crop top as well. Right. He's got the suit jacket, a black, like, fucking wife beater that he and cuts apparently, the Apparently, fucking on. dad's arriving that afternoon. I mean, fucking, you know, snail mail, I guess. I, yeah, well, yeah, snail mail. So they're like, we got to get you that fucking airport. Yeah. Well, no, they got to go back home well, first. Go back home first for because some reason. We need one more scene with the Mo- gang. Movie, together. movie. But when they arrive there, we needed we needed to see Jane. Yeah, so exactly. Right. When we arrive there, we got um, Jane, Jack. Who's left over? Oates. Jack and Oates. Yeah, they're just sitting on the lawn, and they get up. Everybody's hugging, and then Jane, Jane, and uh, John haven't seen each other. And how, 
I don't know. They've how seen long. each other since the mur- vicious murder of her brother. So maybe one night, maybe twelve and hours. He's, and John's like, you know, I'm I'm am sorry about what happened with your brother. You know, shit happens. And she's like, you know what? I've gone I've gone through a lot of pain lately, but I understand, and it's, it's okay. Turns out he had a lot of money, and I'm inheriting it all, so I'm yeah, okay so with that. So win win. Yeah, win win. Like yes. Can you grab these cakes already? And so they're like, "Well, hey, we we'll grab cakes later. We got to get Jim to that airport." Yeah, there there is an awkward scene where they're making out real hard. Yeah. Oates was not not around for all these scenes because in this scene, John makes out with Jade and Oates. They like scan over everybody's face yeah, they and po- they're all watching. Yeah, you're right. They pointed that out. Yeah, and then they so they jump in the car again for the twenty millionth time in this movie. And and so they're they're heading over to the airport, but. A scene we skipped over here, and we'll get to it now because it plays in so nicely, is that couple of those Goonies and Branscombe Richmond's son. Yes, he. They arrive at Yoshida's place in Miami. Boss, I hate to inform you, your brother Jeff's apparently is Jeff. Your brother is dead. He's dead, and Yoshida is this silent rage. So many emotions. Silent rage, and he's just like. Get my Miami ninjas together. We're going to Orlando to kill a motherfucker. Get a nice montage of them in their fucking ninja outfits. Get me my white ninja outfit. So My white one! It's me covered in blood. Okay, so we'll go back to our boys heading to the airport. We know Yoshido's out, out for blood himself. He's out for it, justice. Out for justice. And so they, we're going over this little bridge when we have all of our fucking ninjas on that bridge. It's just going over like a tiny little ravine. It's not, not like a huge body of water. So they get stopped, and instead of just running the motherfuckers over, Kim or Mark's got to do his number one move. He waits till a ninja gets close to him, springs well, out of his car. They think everything's done. They think, well, all right, we've defeated we kill, Big yeah, Ball. So what is this about? They don't even know about the ninja shit. They don't know the about Yoshida at all. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, like, confused for a minute. And then, like you said, Mark's like, well, I Motherfuckers gotta do what motherfuckers gotta do. So he does his fucking leap out. Yeah, and and then they start running away after he kicks the one guy. Yeah. So they all jump like twelve feet down into this little it's creek. Like, no, it's like a filthy swamp they're in. It's like these yeah. little, little like like yeah, like you said, creeks or like ravines. Yeah. And so they're like running through the little paths that go alongside of it. But these ninjas, they're actually pretty uh agile. Well they're ninjas, yeah. Yeah. I mean we've seen some of these ninjas and they're a little heavy. But yeah. these guys apparently are agile. For well, some reason, when they're ninjas, they're not. I never saw a fat ninja. You're saw right. a lot of fat bikers. Yeah. Okay. So we're running through the woods, and, uh, you know. Jim, God bless him. He tries to put up some offense. And Mark Mark is even calling out, Jim, 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 run, Jim. And he's like, what? And he turns around. <laughs> that and was gets, good. <laughs> and he gets slashed right across his chest by, with a samurai sword. Oh, no. I knew, I knew you were going to say samurai sword. I knew you were going to say it. They're not samurai swords. Shut up. They're just little short swords, man. We do this every ninja movie. They're not short. They're not, no, they're not the short swords. that Because the, the, there's two swords of samurai. A samurai sword, a katana, and I don't know what the other one's called. And it ain't that one. Satanto. It's not that. It's that's a straight, the one. It's a straight flat blade. That's that's not that. Those are like this fucking long. There's three swords. Those are the ones carry. you use to fucking do seppuku. They they carry two curved swords and then the little sword that they do seppuku with. The ninjas carry like a straight uh, short. Oh, this guy's like a ninja expert all of a sudden. Well, yeah, I knew a ninja or two. 
Okay. <laughs> so Jim's dead. No, he's not. He's hanging on. He's going to be dead after fucking Mark drags him through this filthy leech-infested water. <laughs> yes. So Mark... Like he's we, safe on land. I mean, he's caught. He needs help, but he's, like, dragging him through okay. water. I liked it better that Mark was trying to save him, but Mark is a small man, and Jim is slightly bigger than him and is wearing a little bit more weight, so he can't carry him. But Mark is trying to carry him, but he's just dragging him through that swamp water. And then we got John going, like, full Vietnam flashback Rambo through the woods. for the first time in his life, is, like, living life to the fullest. He is loving every minute of this. He's like, finally, I can kill people. Yeah. He's been been feeling this rage for a long time. Well, he's been hearing about stand-your-ground laws for so long. And now he's like, wait a minute. I'm standing my ground. And he gets the glow. And then he's like, I'm going to rip heads off. And... Mark's like, well, I can't, I can't do anything with you right now, so I'll join, I'll join in too. I want to kill some people. So he, fought. how often do you get the cho- the option to kill people and not get in trouble? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take it. You probably he at this point all the ninjas have uh, chased them down. So Mark probably could have thrown Jim into the back of the car and drove him to the hospital, but instead. Mark leaves Jim half in the mud, half on like uh, some land where he's like trying to breathe. And he's just like, I, look, Jim, I'm sorry. I got to go. Ki- this is my chance. I got to go kill some people. I got to. Well, that's what we think he says. I can't understand. All I can understand is Jim. <laughs> Jim. Jim. So, yeah. So we just we get a nice five minute scene of just you, th- you think the ninjas are attacking. No, our boys are attacking. They're oh, just yeah. murdering. The ninjas are scared. They're running. I know you guys who love the prequel Star Wars movie think the high ground's all the rage. Doesn't matter. These guys are jumping down on Mark and John, and they are just giving them fucking kicks to the throat, stealing their their ninja swords, cutting them up. Actually, John does get cut. You're in telling the back. me what's a ninja sword? What's the name of a ninja sword, Mister Expert? Kinjato. Kinjato. Anyway, so yeah, like John, he fucking he gets slashed on the back, and that kind of. Takes him out of it for a second, and just then a second, and then he's right back into it. Yeah, and he's just killing more people, and then he stabs a guy, and someone just is like a big money shot of blood on his face. <laughs> it, it's like a the camera is like really close on his face. They're in that dirty fucking gross water, yes. and he stabs like into the cameras the view you're getting, but then this like sprinkler of blood just starts shooting, <laughs> John, and it's like two different sprinklers. Weird. And oh. then we see the ninja's head go into frame. It's a really bad shot. And then that he, he's just he, now he has a taste of blood. He's even more fucking blood crazy. He rips his shirt off. Yeah, and it starts running through the woods naked, like just killing people. It's Brock Sanson. You gotta you gotta make them feel the pain or whatever he says. Oh, it's so good. And you just got Mark and 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 then he's. He, Mark catches up to the last goon apparently and gives him a nice he trims up his Achilles or whatever and we follow that last guy. Yeah, he, so they're like they're like in a city park basically. So our man Yoshida in his white ninja suit, he's just chilling at like the swing set. Yeah. He's like at that thing, I don't know what's called, like the jungle gym the kids have. Yeah, he's just dude, he's, he's he's in the seventh pose of the ninja. He's got that going on. Yeah. He's really just trying to gain his chi. He's trying to feel what he's trying to do is channel in on the heartbeats of all of his ninjas and feel out how the fight was going without having to watch it. 
and maybe he was directing them with his mind. I don't know. He might have been trying to. It wasn't. He didn't he do was, a good job yeah. because these guys got massacred. He hasn't quite hit that level of ninja mastery. And the guy's yet. like, Master, all the ninjas are dead. Mm. And he just kind of slumps down. And then Yoshida gets up and just chops his dude's head off. Yeah. And then he goes. <laughs> he, he does this very nice camera shot. We got to point out this shot. Where you have the sun in the top left corner of your TV, and it's just trickling across, so you don't even see Yoshida's face because the sun is just so blaring. You're like, what does this mean? It means immediately he's going to fight Mark. Because that's five, one second later, Mark yeah. and Yoshida are stand, staring each other down. Oh, yeah. We love to talk about jarring uh, cut scene right. transitions. This movie's full of them, and this scene especially. He just pops out of the woods, <laughs> ready to fight. And they just do their nice impression of samurai cop fight scene. And they're yeah. back and forth, back and forth. Fuck it. We, at one time, we see that the mask comes off, and it's clearly a white guy with a beard. Oh, I didn't even notice the mask come off and yes. the beard. I didn't you notice see, that. Yeah, you get a glimpse. It's a split second. But you see that. I can just see the round eyes. And they're struggling, and it's a back and forth. And then fi- finally, our uh, boy, uh, Mark, kicks his ass, takes him down. and But he's going to show mercy. Even though he's killed all these other ninjas, I don't know why he's showing mercy on this guy. I don't get it, because usually it's because our guys are like affiliated with the police, or right. they have a cop. Well, they have friend. honor. They have Taekwondo honor. Ninjutsu is, is exception of Shokazugi, is the martial art of a, of a coward and a, yes. and a criminal. Yes. Taekwondo is about, you know, about good people. It's supposed to be about self-defense. Right, and spiritualism. Yeah. And friendship. And oh, so he's going to walk away, and we've we've seen our first rodeo. We've seen this in about half the movies we've covered. Yeah. You never turn your back on a, a villain you think's defeated because he'll pull up out his knife. And we and remember back, though, to that scene when they were training. Mm-hmm. And we saw this exact same thing where we thought that he was going to get stabbed in the back. But no, Master Kim knew this was going to happen, so he grabs his arm and stabs the guy with his own knife. So... As Mark's walking away to transition into the next scene, which is crazy, they do like this. It's like found footage of a VCR, like somebody running around with an old school camera. You know, it's like it goes from 1080p to maybe like 480i. And it's like John and Mark, two different shots of them, like running around the woods going, and the audio slowed down. So it was like, whoa. And then Mark's doing the same thing, and he's, like, holding the sword up in front of his face. Blood is everywhere. John is, again, no shirt on. (laughs) His back is, like, fucking torn (laughs) apart because he took that one cut. But he's not feeling no pain. And uh, immediately cut to them in the car. In car. Driving. Desperately driving to the fucking other. Jim! Stay with me, Jim! Oh. And then John's like, hang in there, buddy. Immediately cut to the Orlando uh, hospital. And uh, it, this looked like a band shot because they have these four awkward-looking dudes. John suddenly has a shirt, so Jack must have brought it because yeah. Jack was there. I didn't see Oates there. Yeah, John refused mm. treatment. He's like, I don't mm. care. I'm not a pussy like my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw some ointment on it later. No big deal. Pour some vodka on it. Pack pour jelly on pour some sugar on me. And so we got those four people line up. We notice there's a new person there, though. Yeah, it's a very elderly-looking gentleman. Yeah, 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 very elderly. But he's, he's black, so we're like, hmm. I he looks, is that is that Jim's brother we haven't met, seen before? Yeah. <laughs> and the doctor comes out, and he's like, 
Hey, we turns out it's not that it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it really wasn't. It wasn't that, that deep a cut. He's gonna be all right. Yeah, it didn't hit any organs, nothing. No. Yeah. No. He had he had, enough, he had a big enough fat layer on his on his gut that yeah. stopped. Yeah. And then the uh, the the older black gentleman gets up and he's like, "Wow, I want to thank you, Master. He's he's, he's Obama, Grandmaster, <laughs> Grandmaster. You're a great friend. Mark cut him off, Grandmaster. You're you've been a great friend to my son." And I want to thank you. And one day I hope to care about my son as much as you do. Mr. Jim, I must tell you. Your he, son. You want to say it with me? He's like a brother to me. <laughs> I would do anything for him. <sighs> and he's like, I hope to do something for him too in the future. Maybe. I don't know. I got, I got shit later to do. And just as they're running out of things to say because they don't know what yeah, to say. It's very awkward moment. It's, 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 it's very awkward. this guy, obviously, is a deadbeat. Yeah. Um, and some of the talc powder in his hair is starting to run yes, a little bit. Yeah, so. we want to point out this was a man younger than the actor who played Jim, <laughs> and he's had talcum powder in his hair to make and himself mustache. look older. Uh, so so then they wheeled Jim out. In his hospital gown. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm going to be okay. Oh my God! Are like, you, are you sure? Well, it hurts real bad, but seeing all my friends here and and my dad, my father, and he's like, "Son, you make me so proud." I mean, you can't fight for shit, <laughs> but you'll learn. And seeing your friends here has made me realize that I want to love you too. I want your friends are so <laughs> cool. Someone can actually love you proves it's possible. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Yeah, I I told your mom, your Korean mother. Vietnamese mother? Vietnamese. Mother. I told your Vietnamese mother no one would ever love you, and clearly you have this amazing family, and now I think I can love you too. I hear you're in Is a band. There... Are you going to not be able to play for yeah, a while? Do you, uh... do you need a saxophone player? Yeah, I, I can play sax. I can play the keyboards. Oh, is that what you play? I can play better. I can read sheet music. And then they just wheel him out in his hospital gown. Don't even let him get dressed. Yeah, and then we get uh, the classic fucking well, chips freeze frame. Griff, are you ready to have your mind blown? This wasn't the original ending no! of this movie. Murray has been, he told me he has a fucking huge bomb for me later. This, believe it, this this was actually, this movie originally ended on a downer note. Really? The original ending. So he was a Empire Strikes Back guy. Yes. The original ending had, it ended with Yoshida killing the ninja and not even fucking fighting mark really he just kills the ninja and he goes he goes i guess it's okay and then they drive to the while they're driving to the uh, hospital jim dies in the car wow that's how i remembered it i thought jim died so well that was the point and that's why everyone hated the movie that's too that's too much of a downer so you're absolutely right when you thought that the film stock looked totally different in that fight scene with yoshida because it was that was Filmed two years later, two years directed by Kim, and oh. the actor Jeff was playing the role of Yoshida. That was, <laughs> which is why he was a white man with a beard. Okay. Okay. <coughs> oh man. Yeah. So apparently, like, because uh, you know Richard Park, uh, the Korean original director, like, I guess in Korea, downer episodes are a popular thing, and like, they go, okay. they're like in America, that won't sell. You got to have the hero really? win. Okay. So that's what happened originally. That is a bombshell. They, I kind I remember Jim dying. They actually that scene, the dying scene, is in the uh, on the DVD. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe that was the original version I had, because this one seemed different. 
Like, I got the new Blu-ray version for what I watched. So maybe I got... I, I don't know. I don't know. It's not worth... It's not worth worrying about. All I know is, Murray, there's no way... Because we're going into our final a misunderstood genius. Right, yeah. Well, and, yeah. Can they get any more misunderstood and genius than... Uh, I don't know if Master you can Kim? get any better than Master Kim. Because, Murray, what did we have in that movie? We had drama. We had Jim. We had brotherly love. We had action. We had a great music. We had tits. We got lots of tits. I don't know. How, I, I I can imagine tits in the next movie. I can't imagine great music. I can imagine, but we have great tits in the next movie. What else do we have in this next movie? Uh, we got music. What? Wait a minute. We it's got better music, Griff. Better music. I don't know how it's possible. We got better. Music. Murray, do you want me to pipe some of that in? A little, a little. Oh, let's let's give him a little more. Let's, let's give him a little taste here. We're going to do this is the reason this was the inspiration for Misunderstood Geniuses Month. Griff and I finally got our hands. I want to shout out to uh, Bad Movie Man on Twitter for getting us a copy of this. Oh, thank it's you. It's a movie. So I'm sure much. a lot of you listening are familiar with it, but it's hard as fuck to find movie. We're talking about John DeHart's magnum opus, Road to Revenge, a.k.a. Getevin. Yeah. <laughs> is it spelled out? It's spelled Getevin. It's not spelled Get Even. So I said, not only do we have John DeHart, we got probably the the most greatest fucking performance. So more, so great. I'm like, I want to know. I want that can be in that character's movie. I'm tired of this movie. Yeah. Then, Wings Hauser gives an Oscar award winning improv yeah. performance. Completely as, as his partner Huck. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about this one. It's gonna be a long one. This, I have this possibly. We might have to break up into two parts. This might be another Samurai Cop. Yeah. Because there's so much shit to talk about. There's so many clips that we, again, <laughs> we can't We do... might play the whole movie and then talk about <laughs> it later. We can't do John Song's justice. We can't do Wing's many monologues justice. There is a whole religion in this movie. It is fucking amazing I, we went on a, a search for wing hauser movie after this right. to find because we were like this is the greatest actor of all time right i'm sure we'll get to some of those in the future but the first one we're gonna get yeah. to is, is greatest we're gonna be on that road to revenge next week so keep it warm <laughs>